We are recording three, two, one. Clap. Clap. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Afrotaku Podcast, episode 42, the podcast where we talk about anime, manga, and everything else. I'm Mr. Good Guy, AKMGG, and I'm joined here by my co-host who will introduce himself starting right now. Hey, it's player five. What's going on? It's Jugger. You're on mute, I think. What's good? It's Duke. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're going to skip story time for this episode and jump straight into decent news. Before we get into the decent news, though, I just want to make a quick announcement. Uh, we've heard you guys uh, about us, you know, recording more episodes. So we decided to do things a little different. Uh, once a month, in addition to our regular episode, we'll be doing another episode uh, that I'm calling for now. For the fans, and it is our fans' chance to get in on our episode with us and discuss some anime-related topics, as well as other things, comic books, video games, whatever we feel like talking about in that episode. If you're a fan and you're interested, uh, just hit us up on whatever social media you follow us on, or send an email to the, oh, not the, the, send an email to afrotakus at uh the decent crew.com i believe um and that is it and we'll see if we can get you on for an episode so on to decent news so basically uh one of the in anime news we just got a whole bunch of shit dropping um uh in next season and basically winter 2021 which is like the beginning of the year uh jujitsu kaisen is coming out in october uh, Noblesse, which I've heard some people talk about is good, is dropping in October as well. Uh, the movie by um, Taite Kubo, uh, he wrote another series post-Bleach called Burn the Witch. Uh, I've been reading those chapters of the limited series. They're going to turn that into a movie, and that should be dropping October 2nd. So if you don't totally hate Taite Kubo after the ending of Bleach, you still want to give these niggas a shot, whatever it is, uh, you might want to look out for that. That nigga uh, still owe me a fade to get ran. <laughs> I'm not enjoying Burn the Witch for right now. I'll put it. <laughs> I'm reading it, but it, it it's it's a drag. Yeah. Um, and then we have Rising of the Shield Hero season two. If you forgot all about Naofumi and his adventures, well, he's coming back in 2021. I think January. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, if you haven't got your science fix in a while. Um, Cells at Work and Dr. Stone Season 2 will be dropping, I believe, next year early as well. So look out for that. Uh, If you need some fake horror in your life, Promise Neverland Season 2 is also dropping early uh, uh, next year. Mm. Um, And then the fourth season of Seven Deadly Sins, where we can finally get to the part that we all hated in the manga, uh, (laughs) is dropping. (laughs) Dropping in 2021 as well. Hopefully and for those people, who, right? And for those people who are kind of on the the alt of the shonen genre, I guess, or if you're into the the other shit like V Stars, ReZero, they are getting new seasons, I guess, uh, in early 2021 as well. I didn't finish V Stars season one, so I really don't know what the fuck happened to justify season two. But I guess niggas was interested enough. That it's it's still going. So you sleep, bro. B stars was hard. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm full sleep. Pretty legit. I ain't gonna lie. It, I, I hit the snooze button. The death. Wow. Oh. I, I watched. I watched. I got all the way to the part where the chick was for the streets, 
I seen <laughs> halfway through the halfway through the season, seeing the thotty thottiness. Oh, uh, I didn't really get it. I, it just didn't. It just didn't click for me. She was not for the streets. She was sexually yeah. liberated. That's right. It's so you guys are having the negative connotation of for the streets, but <laughs> being a hoe is not a bad thing. Didn't nobody say it was a bad thing. We just say you for well, the streets. I mean, the point is that you did stop though when you found that out. So the question is more on you for that one. No, that didn't make me stop. I just didn't get it. <laughs> I watched, but like it wasn't. I I wasn't deriving any interest or value besides like, oh, this bunny looked like she out here really trying to fuck anybody. Yo. Mm-hmm. I see Jugga is the only person here with, with uh, culture. <laughs> Y'all keep trying to bring niggas to that other side, bro. It's just not <laughs> stick with my, my sports, my uh, delinquent manga. Those are my subgenres. But this, this slice of life love shit, y'all haven't pulled me in yet, bro. We're going to get you. It's okay. I, I'm just saying, like, it gets a little bit deeper than even love, bro. It gets, like, societal, hardcore. Mm-hmm. But... In any case, I mean, I, I understand, though. I mean, there's a there's a slight uncomfortability that I got at times, too. I mean, we're still talking about animals, you know, banging like that. So <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you got to push past it to get a little deeper. That's all. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Um, one anime also that uh, you didn't mention that I want to get some big ups to is um, The Irregular at Magic High School. That second season, uh-huh. I think, is going to pop off in um, October as well. And if y'all haven't checked that out, it's mad decent. Like the MC nope. don't play games. Like he about that life. So what was it called again? The Irregular at Magic High School. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. The, Jugga, you always come with the long name animes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Oh man, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I got a few. I got a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think next on the docket, we want to just uh, take a second to uh, say rest in peace, Chad with Bozeman. Um. He passed away this month. Uh, we just wanted to, you know, shout him out. Uh, like I said, my personal, I mean, I guess when I heard the news, I was kind of shocked because I, I didn't expect someone to be able to keep news like that because I think he had cancer for like, what, a few months well, or a few like, years? Yeah, it was, years. it was like for years. Yeah. It, it was It was crazy. Right, like, so for the fact that nobody like, in the public was really able to catch that information until he passed. I think, I mean, it says a lot about his team and I guess the people around him that they respected him enough to, to not leak that information in, in an age where people are doing nothing but leaks. And I mean, as far as his acting career goes, he's acted as many iconic black characters and even, I mean, T'Challa and everything, which I guess more people know him for now. But but he's done a lot, and you can Jackie Robinson. looking back on yeah it, Jackie Robinson, yep. James Brown, like and it's like looking back on it, you see why. Because I I remember watching he he was in the Kevin Hart's uh, TV show or whatever on Netflix, and I remember him saying like you know when I work on projects, I just really want to be able to like work work on something that feels right or feels like it's going to be impactful or something like that. And kind of in retrospect, seeing what he was dealing with throughout that whole time. It kind of makes sense why he was going for the roles he was going for. And I mean, it, it just teaches you a lesson about value in life and and the kind of person he was. So, I mean, you know, rest in peace to him. I don't know if anybody else wants to share anything, but. um, Yeah, you know, I'll say rest in peace. I wasn't 
a huge fan of the the Black Panther movie itself, but I've always said, even after critiquing you know. it, is is for the is for the uh, culture. And so, mm-hmm. like you know, big respect to him for putting on for the culture. You know, a whole generation of kids will have some character that's not white to look right. to. They will have some country that's not you know ran by a white man to look to. And you just never know how powerful that can be for people. True. So R.I.P. You know, the the few years he was on the scene, he put in you know more work than most other you know black actors you can even think of. All right. Those are fans. Um. Okay. Uh, last piece of decent news is uh, The Boys. So The Boys Season 2 has dropped. I've been seeing some niggas hating on it um, as far as the Amazon ratings go, but these past four episodes have been pretty dope. Um, for those of us watching, I mean, what do you guys think about it? Um, I will say this, like, the first two episodes, a little slow, but, you know, what do you expect for stuff to build up? Yep. But overall... Definitely, I like it. We're getting depth out of characters like Kimiko, which I always want to know more about. You're finally starting to see, you know, some uh, division and tension between Butcher and Huey, which I'm like, I'm loving seeing that. And then, you know, I always love when they sprinkle in a little bit of reality. Like, yo, these white folks be playing games with black people, bro. <laughs> Not these black Facts. people, all racist. Facts. Put respect on that. Yeah, I mean, and to to highlight the Huey versus Butcher thing, I I like it, but also you know it's just making me hate Huey more this season because I felt like I think it was in the first or second episode where like they like called Huey out there like, wait, what are you gonna do? You're just some regular kid. You're not like a fucking trained spy like the rest of us. Um, and I feel like it still hasn't hit Huey yet, and I'm just like, you're just not on Butcher's level, my guy. I mean, like this dude has experienced like real loss has been trained by the fucking CIA especially M uh double M and uh Frenchie same thing they all have like this tactical training and I felt like Huey thinks feelings is gonna like convert the team to his side and it does in a way but at the same time it's still like bro like you can't lead these niggas into doing real shit my guy it just it's, <laughs> it's but not at the same it. time though I, I I feel everything you're saying. Huey is yeah. untrained. He basically a nigga that sling DVDs. But yep. but that heart count for some bro. He just shown in pro tag because like for real, he get more shit done than all these niggas. He I get mean, more I, shit done than all them. With the release of the ball, I thought that was good. Like the the or sorry, compound V like exposing that and all that shit. I just still feel like you know this. At least I hope the story sticks with it this way, which is like. I still felt they kept the realistic aspect of the fact that, like, these niggas kill people and Huey is just, like, along for the ride. He might be able to contribute in his own way, but at the end of the day, he's still not these niggas. So I just hope they never turn him into, like, a oh, you've been around them for, like, three months, so now you're magically, like, these niggas. Oh, like, yeah, that bullshit. Can, yeah, like, you can body people. You you know, you're a tactical shooter and all this shit. That we're like, Huey, there's no way you're you're good at any of this or should be good at any of this in this short time period. So I like that separation that they were. <laughs> it seems like they're keeping true to that. Like, I don't yeah. mind the little hero things he does, but it's just that whole. I don't want him just because you joined the squad. Now, magically, you know, you're a badass. You yeah, never they, was before. They definitely keep true to it because when Butcher stole off that nigga like yep. that. But he was concussed. When he exactly. stole back on Butcher, Butcher just looked at him like, Look at his bro, dumb you ass. <laughs> you want to give me some more? <laughs> he 
He ain't even had no blood or nothing, bro. He's just like, oh, okay, all right. And then they had to push that to keep Huey back because they were like, you don't want him to respond with another one of those punches, my guy. Yeah. He felt that. Oh, yeah. But, dudes, did you have anything to add on the boys? Or are you, you good? No, I'm good. Y'all touched on pretty much everything. I, I didn't, I clearly didn't pay attention as much as you guys did. So I probably have to rewatch those episodes. Oh, yeah. I definitely got to highlight that again, which is. I think you brought it up too, Player Five, but just the uh, the undertones and the the what do you call it? Like the mirroring today's society through whatever Homelander and Stormfront are doing. Uh, I think that shit was dope. Like, yeah. and especially seeing their their different ways. Even though now we're starting to find out that Stormfront's been a while for a while, but I remember reading this on somebody's Reddit thing. Shout out to whoever posted that. But they were talking about like Homelander's approach to problems and kind of like the old American way and how Stormfront is like basically using social media and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, she's still closetly racist behind all of it. So it's like to the outward person, she seems like, oh, she's nice. She's for the people, blah, blah, blah. But she's still like, fuck y'all behind the scenes, which I feel like can be attributed to a lot of people today. Like it's safer for you to seem woke in whatever in today's society, but you might not actually be that. Once you yeah. log off the computer, you know, and that's the thing. Like she come off, she from uh, Portland, which we know, like Seattle, the West Coast is super okay. liberal. And then she got like, you know, her, her hair shaving. She's speaking up for like women's rights and stuff. So you really think she with the shits. But then at the same time, her uh, outfit looks like a Nazi outfit. And she yeah. got like storms and lightning bolts, which obviously also kind of conjure up the whole Nazi feel as well. Yeah. And it's like. And then mm-hmm. she like races, bro. She's like hardcore racist in this bitch. That's and it's fuck. like it that be that thing, bro. I'm telling people, it be the ones that be out here trying to, you know, preaching Black Lives Matter, but then start burning down the community, bro. Like yeah. she is that right there. Yep. And then uh another point I just want to put some respect down because I had finally caught up with Better Call Saul like a couple months ago, or at least is what's what's on Netflix, but I appreciate that Gustavo uh, still kept his balls this season because I definitely thought he was going to get punked by Homelander. But I liked how he was. It still seemed like, you know, there's people in the world that aren't just going to get intimidated by the all laser beam eyes or whatever the fuck Homelander can do. So I, I fucked with the fact that he put that nigga in his place when he came to his office. That shit was hard to me. So shout yeah. out to him. I'm glad they didn't hold him because I thought they was definitely going to hold his nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another little tidbit, bro. It had me feeling bad for A-Train uh, is when, um, you know, he had brought up that point when um, Starlight was like, oh, it's not about the money. And he was like, bro, only people who grew up with money say it's not about the money. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's spitting facts, bro. And now I feel kind of bad for him, even though I know he a piece of shit. Right. The full <laughs> piece of shit, bro. <laughs> the worst piece of shit there is, but I kind of feel bad for him now. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's it, I guess, on the boys. Uh, and that is it on decent news. Uh, on to the anime segment. So first up, we got a uh, stronger than this edition of stronger than will be better villains than your boy Madara. Uh, for those who don't know who Madara is, I'm not gonna spend too much time explaining it. But he's the big bad from Naruto. Uh, basically, the key points to why I think people hype him up as a villain to give people context on on the people we'll say is better than is mostly because one, he has some dope action scenes in the beginning. One V uh, 10,000. Yeah. When he, uh, yeah. One V 10,000 when he got revived. 
So niggas put a lot of respect on his name for his combat ability based off what he was able to do to some fodder ninja. Uh, two, I don't think anyone puts a whole lot of respect on his plan, but they do put a lot of respect on his name because he was a rival to the first Hokage who has a lot of clout surrounding him. Um, first Hokage being the very first leader of the Konoha village. Once again, I can't go in too much in depth. Just watch Naruto if you don't know any of the terms that I'm saying. But uh, people put a lot of respect because that guy was so strong and was toted as the strongest probably up until Naruto came into his his best. Um, and he was rivals with Madara. So at that point, people, I would say most of it comes from this the strength aspect of Madara, which is why they put it there. The whole plan part of it, uh, I, it's up in the air because that shit seemed kind of accidental to me. But that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the villains we think is better than Madara. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start if ain't nobody else feel like it. Go ahead. Um, so I put all for one as a villain better than Madara. And um, so here's my thing is that. Yes, Madara had uh, absurd power, but I mean, okay, so did everybody that got revived from that generation, so I'm not that hyped for that. But his overall plan was, I really hate this nigga Hashirama, and he beat me, I'm mad. So now y'all about to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yep. his his motivation... I wanted at first I wanted to be like, yo, bro, he mad because the Uchiha have been oppressed and and all this, but he didn't get no fuck about the rest of the Uchiha. He wanted his own W. That nigga was mad because he kept losing. And that was his <laughs> whole reason for puppeteering everybody because he a big ass L taker. And so I put all for one up there because that nigga has some real life reason for being a villain. The nigga was born in a generation where niggas wasn't sure about their powers. He had the ability to take and give powers. Oh, you ugly, you don't like your power? Give me that. Oh, you mad you ain't got no power? Here you go. Here you go, bro. Now you owe me a favor. And slowly but surely, that led him to being a big-ass mob boss. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, like I got respect for that nigga. He is a a villain of opportunity, became a mob boss, and after 200 years of mobbing, you can't just expect the nigga to stop. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, shit, he he in the game now. He got the juice, bro. He got to keep going until somebody stop him. So, like, you know. That nigga really just American capitalism at its finest. So I ain't even mad at him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw out uh, Gilgamesh and uh, Kire Kotobine as one from really the Fate Zero series. But I would say Fate Zero and you can just say general Fate series because Gilgamesh stayed through. Kire, on the other hand, we shit happened but uh, <laughs> why i put them on there though is that i think as far as strategic planning goes uh they definitely outshine moderate that their final plan was pretty dope and pretty much was outside of like a few cogs here and there i would say was more or less executed successfully like they kind of won at the end at least in phase zero terms and then in continuation of the phase series you see gilgamesh kind of he ended up losing, but in the end, also still ki- kind of did what he wanted to do anyways. So uh, as far as that goes, uh, strategic planning, I got to put them up there as far as villainy goes. As far as overall strength goes, two of the strongest characters in their series. Um, Gilgamesh, first of all, uh, the way Fate series works, you summon like you can basically call them chess pieces, but they all fight in this magic war. He got summoned as what I would consider like a not as strong chess piece. He was like an archer at first. Um, and he was still the strongest nigga. Like 
Berserker couldn't really ride with him. Like whenever he was involved in a fight, Gilgamesh was still coming out on top, and it really didn't matter what advantages the people he fought had. And then Kira on his lonesome was just a raw ass nigga, bro. Like the fight versus him and um uh Emma's father. Emiya's father is one of the dopest fights in anime history. So if you haven't watched that, just Google like Kotomine Kire versus Kitsurigiu uh, Emiya, um, and you'll see. So as far as combat ability goes, still better than Madara. Strategic planning, better than Madara. So by those two right there, they're better villains than Madara to me. But uh, that's mine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop out the Bleach Big Bad, which is obviously <laughs> Sosuke Aiza. Oh. I mean, for those of y'all who don't know about Bleach, just know that Aizen is just, I mean, he's pretty much, I mean, he pretty much like worked under at first, like the secrecy of being the bad villain, kind of like Madara and all for one. But still did it while in the spotlight at the same time you know i mean like he was that pretty much i'm a good guy y'all can trust me it's all gucci but at the same time literally being the worst villain and then the actual reveal was just so cold i think i gotta give him like biggest for being a villain just because of how ridiculously cold and merciless this mother effer is and then when you find out the big secret at the very, well, close to the very end where it's like, bro, all y'all about to like get the smoke from me, let's go. It turns out it's not even him, but effing like his own girl that didn't even realize that she was being hypnotized too. And that was just, I mean, like, like that, that, that twist was one of like the biggest twists I've ever experienced in anime. Like no one was ready. Nobody was ready for that one. And I was just like, God damn. This kid seriously, like literally hypnotized like the entire verse practically at like the same time and was just banging like that for a minute and then not to mention at the very end he was only beat because of the one thing literally the one thing that he got wrong was slightly underestimating kisuke urahara and if homie just bodied him at the very get-go none of this like he would have never lost it would just been gg the world is sosuke's and that's it that's all so don't sleep that's a fact Deuce. So me. Yes, sir. Um, honestly, pretty much most of the main villains are better than Madara. Um, because usually villains have like more build up. Um, they have more time to kind of explain their the reason for their that they're a villain. Pretty much, like like Player Five said, it's just like he hated Ashurama, and then that was it. Um. So I would I would go and say every single one we have listed. Uh, let me go through the list real quick. And dang, we not gonna go so you know, for... saying that pretty much every villain is better than Madara. I mean, uh, no, I'm not saying every villain. I think all the main ones, though, so all the um, like, yeah. like the main villain of a, of a shonen, not the smaller ones, but the main villain of each shonen, I think, is better than Aizen. Not better than Aizen. Uh-huh. Maybe it's better than Madara. So would you argue like Akainu is better than him? Uh, or Black Be- or I guess Blackbeard over Akainu. If you One talk Piece is weird. Him. I don't really I don't really see One Piece as like villains. Villains how, in like, that way. How how yeah, in, in that way. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's kinda weird. I feel and like One Piece is a bunch of niggas trying to come up on each other. Yeah, it's, it's more like antagonists to me in, in One Piece, not actual villains. 
Yeah. I think you could still make an argument for Blackbeard. He seems like a general he seems like the closest thing to a a main a shonen villain there is in one I mean, shit to me, Blackbeard, the main character, my nigga on the come up, bro. Oh, oh wow. my god. Oh, <laughs> not that weak nigga Ace off like you talking about. Got you two <laughs> two pieces of ass kill white coming up shit. in the world, bro. He he a uh, 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 Yonko nigga. Get off my nigga. Wow. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> All right, T. Uh. Um, I mean, he is one of the few characters who actually bodied somebody. If you think about it like that, low key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, low key, the only person. So yeah. You so, know, I want an honorable mention. Um, uh, Pain, I just want to say this, is that I think Pain is the best villain in Naruto, and it's a shame that they had this nigga being manipulated by Madara, Madara, who was being manipulated by another person. Uh, <laughs> Pain had a real reason to be a villain. Like, yo, bro, I was just trying to be a regular nigga, and y'all came stomping through my hood. Y'all killed my friends, my family, so now that I'm about to kill your friends and your family, how can you be mad at me? He really had that nigga Naruto sitting there quiet, not saying no words, just hot. Like, this nigga right, but I'm still about to knock his block off, you feel me? Like, I really fucked with him. He came through, destroyed Konoha, no words, nigga. Catch this new. And that's it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if we in the honorable mentions, let me let me toss out my two real quick. Uh, first of all, just as a moderate copy, but better, uh, I would say Acacia. Like, someone having followed the similar storyline of being around in the very beginning of the lore of the story and then magically out of nowhere coming back to life. Acacia to me did a much better job than Madara did with that position. One, he wasn't really being controlled by anybody. He kind, of, if anything, he really finessed niggas. So that was that. And then in terms of power, I mean, like he was out here bodying niggas. So <laughs> he had to bring out the strongest stops of everybody in the damn series. So yeah, Acacia, as far as a Madara copy goes, uh, if anything, he might. I wouldn't even say honorable mention as much as like. He's he's better than Madara, period. Um, For sure. And then, uh, I mean, like he's the best like villain reveal. Like person you thought was good that was evil, actually evil. I think I've ever yeah. seen it. Dude. We really yeah. thought this nigga was like their hero, bro. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> the readers thought, the fucking characters thought we were all fooled. Like, and even when we kind of found out, we were still like, wait, is like, no, nah, he's probably like, there's probably some good intention behind this. It's like no, that nigga is he's evil, bro. Yeah, so we thought Neo was, control, was controlling him, but no, right. that nigga was controlling Neo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. But um, and then the last one I would put out is Yoshikage Kira. He is more of an honorable mention from uh from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four, I believe, or yeah, because Part Five is Golden Wind. So yeah, Part Four. Uh, he was the serial killer main villain there. Uh, I would say why he's honorable mention is he was pretty shitty in the beginning. Like they they basically caught his ass, and then if it wasn't for like the stand thing that he got, that's when his whole shit leveled up. And you know, and whenever you bring out a JoJo's character, you know they're a plus in the strats. So he's up there probably better than Madara and strats. But in terms of strength and shit, it's definitely coming from you know his broken ass stand. Hmm. Um, we we want to roll with the weaker thins, or anybody got any more honorable mentions? No. Uh, so I'm gonna have to toss out um, Frieza and um, Toguro. Both of those I think deserve, you know, at least a little light spotlight. Frieza, I would say, because like 
I think probably I would appreciate it more if I rewatched it now as a kid. You don't realize it, but Frieza was a fucking racist, bro. Like a nasty, nasty, evil fucking racist, bro. And I think now watching it, yeah, that's what made him a great villain, though, because he just had that hate and he could back it up. He's like that redneck you never want to meet that could say the N-word, but can also beat your ass at the same time. Because it's like, you know, you have to fight off the fact that he called you the N-word. But at the same time, you know, you probably going to lose that battle. So you're just mm-hmm. more mad because he can still say it and you didn't get to teach him a lesson about it. Right. And I felt like that was Frieza until Goku turned Super Saiyan because he was backing that shit up. If we put in respect on Dragon Ball uh, villains, I got to got to got to put my respect on Super Boo. <laughs> Because, like, he one of them villains that's like, bro, I ain't got no purpose, nigga. I'm here to ruin your day. And he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga, bro, I killed every nigga on this planet. Now what? <laughs> you gotta go wish all them niggas back, bro. You lost, nigga. I won. Like, I'm like, bro, I'll forever fuck with Super Boo. They was like, yo, just let this nigga kill some people so we can save time. Killed all them niggas. Like, what's up? <laughs> I always got respect for him. No words. I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. Ain't no talking it down, nigga. I want the hands. That's it. That's facts. All right, let's let's hit the floppers, then. Okay. Um, I, uh, I I have put two down, but if somebody want to take one, sure, or I can just talk about both. Either way. Um, but I'm gonna start with Orochimaru, and here's my thing. I am uh, a Maru stan. I refuse to let niggas just shit on him for calling him weak when I think he's probably one of the strongest ninjas in the history of Naruto and one of the most influential. But with that being said, for every reason that I call Madara trash is the exact same reason that as a villain, Orochimaru is trash. His reasoning is dumb as fuck. Then he was like, y'all didn't pick me, me Hokage. Well, fuck y'all. Like, well, nigga, you was kidnapping <laughs> kids. So, like, how are you mad at anybody? You was kidnapping kids, son. Hey, like, bro, he had to do what he had to do, man. I feel you, but at the same time, bro, if I walk up and I slap a nigga grandma, bro, I'm not going to be hot when that nigga come with my ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I was getting into. <laughs> he, he a big goofy for that, like Orochimaru. I could see you being mad just on some bro. I just hate you, and I've always hated you. But he's mad for niggas responding in a way that they should have responded. Honestly, they should have responded worse than that. You know, yeah. so it's just it's just it's absurd, really. I'm like, you have no reason for being except being a petty nigga. It's like he was born to be petty, bro. <laughs> but that's what makes him so great, right? <laughs> he's, he's that cock. You know, like the the whole um, what they talk about, like cockroaches being the only thing that survives, like the nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Orochimaru is that cockroach in Naruto. It's Real like cool. he he's there always. Like even now, he's still fucking there. It's like is this nigga gonna die? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this, nah, I mean, this pretty much. I mean, this guy pretty much like found out immortality on the low. Like, yeah. But the crazy thing is, is like niggas know that, like, yo, if you see Orochimaru, he stole somebody's body. You That's know what I'm saying? Like, like niggas know. <laughs> and then, like, the other nigga I wrote down is licked because, like, at the end of it, he was the most puppeted nigga on the planet, bro. Like, okay. oh my god, he was like fucking Pinocchio in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. they just really. And are we talking about? Nigga. Are we talking about real lit or are we talking about Patrick? Oh, fake, fake oh, lit, Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. Because yeah, Real Lick ain't, ain't do shit. Real Lick was just like, oh, I'm going to save every single elf. Boom. And he exactly. did that. Real Lick came through clutch. My bad. I mean, Fake Lick. Patrick, that sure. nigga was such a fucking puppet. It is disgusting. 
And at the end of the day, he still got talk no jutsu. It's like, <laughs> what, what was your worth? You didn't even, you killed the Wizard King, but you only did it because that nigga had to save everybody. Like, you wasn't even stronger than him. He literally got zero L's, none, or dubs. The only the only dub he got was being captain of the of the Golden Dawn, and they didn't count for him. Wait, was that real lick that bodied them or fake lick that uh uh bodied uh y- Yami? Or sorry, not Yami. You know, in Asta in that battle when uh, they like tried to double team him. Uh, oh, oh, that, that was, was real lick. Real lick bodied them, nigga. Fake oh, lick okay. got folded by Asta before he learned key. <laughs> that was the oh, first nigga that, that got folded. <laughs> oh my god. Real League was not for the games, bro. He beat both them niggas up. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I definitely co-signed the Patreon here, bro. He's 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 below trash as villains to me, bro. That Dude. that nigga's horrible. Um, I'm also put Diablo on this bitch. I'm, I guess I'm in my JoJo's bag because I just finished part five. But um, Diablo from part five, I would say. It's trash mostly because I felt like he was really shitty at cleaning up the little evidence that did exist about him. And second, I felt like uh, for those who got to the end, when he fought um, the Iron Homie from Assassin's like basically if if Bujarati's team low-key didn't do anything, they would have killed, um, I felt like they would have killed Diavolo earlier. One, because they kind of already had the dub in place anyways. And um, if it wasn't for basically like the tiny whatever the fuck du- dudes of uh, Aerosmith, I think it's called his thing, killing them, uh, Diablo basically would have been dead. But either way, to sum it up, he's just a uh, he he was good at hiding himself. And that's pretty much why he lasted as long as he did. But when it came down to actual doing shit, if it just wasn't for the fact that he had a broken ass hand, this nigga would get dropped. He had zero strats to me. Yeah, he was he was all good for action, but he wasn't good for reaction. Because exactly. I do got to give him like the big ups as far as like building his mob world. Like homie yeah. did that quick. Like homie had Italy on lock pretty oh, yeah. quick, considerably. So that I'll definitely give him the big ups for. But for him to be able for his like his whole empire to topple as easily as it did, like grand yep. scheme. No, you're definitely right. Like that's kind of like very sad. <laughs> yeah, and really, like it was hanging on the thread that nobody really predicted that this nigga had two personalities. Like once they all came to the conclusion that he did, it seemed like all the puzzle pieces finally fit, and that's what fucked everything else up. Because then he would just like whenever anybody figured out, he just happened to be in the same room to kill them. Facts. <laughs> before that, it was like I mean, first of all, John Pierre Polnareff was about to body you. Like, if it wasn't for your broken ass power, if he didn't know your power, like that nigga was dead. So, not saying he's not an up there character, but as far as his original part three team, John Pierre was the stupidest one that always got his ass like almost That's handed true. to him first. So, at the end of the day, that should already kind of tell you where he lands in in villainy for me. But oh, any other weaker ends? Hmm. None that's immediately coming to mind. Um, oh, no, nah, he did a good job. I was about to put out Fire Lord Ozai, but I'm like, no, nah, I think he's better than my, he might be better than Mara. Yeah, he did his job. He, he just got stopped by an overpowered little boy. Right. <laughs> you can't do shit about that. When the pro tag come and clap you, like every villain take that out. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. He, he wasn't ready. Um, Shit. Wait, by consequence, what about Azula, though? Uh, it's hard, because I don't... 
I, that's hard for me to say because I don't see her in a villain the same way I see Madara as a villain. Yeah, she's not a top. She was never at the head. She was never, you know, she's more of a, a henchman. A she was, cat, yeah, like, she was a dragon. To, she was a vice to Ozai's big bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just the, like the powerhouse that protects the big bad and like, you know, enforces shit, but not as cold. I'm like, any failure she take low-key can still be put back on, on Ozai. Because she's just acting on his right. words. Yeah. She's a Darth Vader to his emperor, basically, but without right. the strats. Uh, uh, ooh, I'm just trying to think from the big ones, because I'm sure there's some other shittier villains out here. I just want to make sure we, we, we're not missing any of the big ones. Uh, I will toss out the Demon King from um, Seven Deadly Sins, because I just hated him as a villain. He lasted way too long. And I felt like, uh, yeah, yeah whatever, yeah, whatever his worse. end plan was, just it just never hit for for the readers. So, yeah, fuck him. Uh, he could definitely go up on there for, for shitty big bads. Uh, who else? What other villains did I absolutely hate? Damn, that might be it for me right now. Yeah, I don't, you know, because I feel like Madara's filth is is just only expanded by the fact that you know Naruto was literally like the most popular anime in the world for a moment. So it's yeah. like yeah, he was on a really big stage, and I'm sure there are people who are more ass. But it's like, ooh, were they ass at the culmination of the biggest anime in the world, though? Right. You know, so it's tough. All right. Um, I guess we can move on to the next topic. So, uh, Luffy versus the Hunter Hunter versus Gauntlet. So. I don't know what character. Do we remember what characters were on this post specifically? If there was any, or are we just going to take our top tier Hunter Hunter characters and put it up against Luffy? To I see mean, the original post, they didn't set it up like it was certain characters that was in the Hunter Hunter versus Gauntlet. But if mm-hmm. I remember right, in the picture that they had with the post, it was Luffy and the um and the uh, the Spider Troop. I think it was like the Spider Troop and then oh. like the main Gone Squad. So Gone. Um, Kilua, Kurapika, Leorio, and then the Spider Troop. But right. still, how they phrased the actual question, it was like the whole Hunter Hunter verse. So I, I would say the okay. whole verse is free game. Yeah, I think the the key here for me is how much save um, does Stretch give you against a strength nigga? Because I think now where we're at with Luffy, if we're taking his his current manga form, uh, I don't know what his power output is exactly, but I'm assuming it's. It's pre. It's definitely not country level, but it's I would say city level plus maybe we're thinking as far as what he can output with like gear fourth and all that stuff, if not bigger, because gear third is pretty huge. We see him take out some pretty gigantic ships like I I, I want to argue that he might be somewhere around there. I don't know exactly, though. What What is everyone else thinking? Um. So are we talking about just like the whole verses or what are we thinking on Luffy's power level? Uh, I was talking about Luffy's power level, but if you have your thoughts okay. on the verses, you can you can do that too. And I, I'm just marinating my thoughts out there. So this is just Luffy versus Luffy versus people, right? Not like not yeah. One Piece versus Hunter. No, it's just Luffy versus uh, a hundred. I guess it's just Hunter x Hunter characters lining up. And I guess where Luffy. where did this question come from? The decent spot. I think it was a post somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think Luffy's going to lose pretty quickly. Shit. I. Give a lot of save to the strategy, but then again, I just uh, when it comes to power output, I don't know how much it's going to affect certain characters in the in the Hunter Hunter universe. 
Um, I mean, I think power output-wise, it's still, it's probably similar. Like, One Piece versus, like, Hunter. Obviously, oh, I, I think the lower level of, of Hunter might be lower. But thinking about the top tier of Hunter, I think... Yeah. They, Miro they and row, I don't see L's. Because they have the strats to back up the Yeah, strength. exactly. Like, I don't see L's from those. Um, I mean, even, like, the... um. The, the sun guy or Phaeton or whatever. Yeah. And the, the spiders, like, Luffy's it's a wrap. I don't know about that, bro. Like, real talk, like, I think Luffy is outpowering any individual. If you were they trying to meet muscle to muscle, definitely outpowering and outlasting them niggas. Yeah, um, so a goal but, might take a L. Is yeah. What <laughs> the only thing I'm saying, and I think he might be strong enough to literally, if 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 um, Bug King homie was like square up, like Luffy will, will watch that nigga. Um, oh wait, wow! It, if we talk about just off hands, that's a big thing. But now when we add in the strategy aspect of it, mm-hmm. this is where it changed. So like, let's say if we going against these niggas one v one and just yeah. like a gauntlet, like I could see them niggas being like, all right, bro, this is how we gonna do it. Uh, uh, one of y'all. Um, when the head of the spiders come up, don't fight that nigga Luffy. Uh, ask that nigga if you can join his crew. By joining his crew, you officially <laughs> make this nigga a, a part of the spiders. Once he a part of the spiders, Karabika, bang this nigga, bro. Like, that's it. Like, as soon as he joined the spiders, my nigga Karabika putting this nigga in the dirt. That's facts. Wow. I mean, that's that that is a va- funny as hell. That's wow. a valid uh, Hunter Hunter strategy. I could totally see. I definitely could see that. Um, also, let's I, not forget about you could just low key drop killer with sister on that bitch, too. You could just, uh, yeah, that's know, what I'm saying. Do a so crazy think, wish, drop that yep. bitch off for Luffy, and just be like, hey, Luffy, give me your life, nigga. What? <laughs> I think anyone, what? anyone that throws hands, like just let's straight hands, it's probably gonna lose yeah. to Luffy. But the thing is, like, I, that's not most of Hano characters, I feel like. Most of them have some weird ass powers and use them in weird ass ways where I don't know what he could, he can do. I mean, when we're talking Phantom Truth, for sure. Um, but there is like like one dude, the dude that just looks like a regular white guy with the jumpsuit. That nigga's power is strength based. Like he he winds his arms up, and the more he winds his arms up, the more. Yeah, him and him and the one Kurupika killed. Oh yeah, Vogan. Yeah, both yeah. of those are just so strength both of them getting so dropped for sure. They yeah. could get an L, but I would think yeah, when we start talking top top tier Phantom Troop members, meaning like. Uh, maybe the swordsman Nobunaga, I, I argue, is probably up there in their their ranking. Uh, obviously, Crollo, Lucifer, and uh, like you said, Phaeton. Uh, there, those Ooh, are some. Actually, I take it, I take it back because if Luffy can like predict their like attacks and shit, like how he does in in One Piece with hockey. Yeah, no, probably, that's they... that's still a thing because I swear there was somebody that did that in in Hunter Hunter, and somebody countered that nigga. Mm. Yeah, probably they would be the niggas to counter it, but. But do they I also got the speed and power that Luffy got? Exactly. That's the thing. And then also, how many niggas can physically harm Luffy? Like, once you get past all the bullshit, when you uh, land your hit, how many niggas actually going to harm Luffy when they hit him? Uh, the argument then is, like, if you could use then in, in, to replicate hockey type of, of things. I think that's and actually safe could, to say, based on what we're learning about men. Yeah, so if you could, then they should be able to hit him. Okay, and which I will argue too, because it does. They are very similar in nature, the hockey yeah. and then thing. So I, I would argue that it, you probably could just say, "Oh, a nigga with Ned could probably touch Luffy." Yeah, and then I'm gonna be to, on it though. Ninety nine percent of niggas not making it past the gum gun Gatling gun. Most of these I, niggas dead after that. But if we take the toppest tierest of niggas, that's really my question, because I mm-hmm. feel like 
the the regular hunter groups, like yes, of course they're dropping. But if we take a gang, if we take a partisan, if we take fucking Netero, Miruem, you can even take Killua and go in if you want because they're the main characters. The top tier niggas from Phantom Troop, Killua's fucking parents. Like, are these niggas, and that's where my question is, Hisoka, are these niggas niggas that actually would take the dub on them? Or do we think somebody in that tier is also taking an L? That's the conversation that's I think mo- most of them are getting dropped. I think maybe only like three people wouldn't. Maybe so like, Hisoka's um, taking an L? Yeah, I think, think Hisoka will take an L, for sure. 100%. And here's my thing. is like, unless you have a very specific skill that is, like, uncounterable, unless you're a master of Nin, like mm-hmm. some nigga like Karapika or something, you're taking mm-hmm. an L. I don't give a fuck how shifty you are. Because we saw even how shifty Hisoka was. Volleyball nigga was really... Yeah, broke that nigga no, yeah, the volleyball nigga definitely went through his ass. But like a nigga was able to cut oh. his arm off. Like, Luffy will gum gun, gatling gun this nigga out of existence, bro. Yeah, but I feel like uh, definitely Nedro has the speed because didn't he do the, all that True. shit in point zero one? Yeah, of that's, that's why I'm saying. Like, oh, I was saying three people, there. as in him, um, uh, probably like maybe maybe the Bug Bug King buddy, and then Crollo. I mean, I'm sure there might be other people. We just don't know shit about them. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm just going to say now I think Gang has a shot for sure. Um, I don't have the evidence of that yet because he hasn't shown too much <laughs> what he can do. But I argue that that nigga probably will have a shot if we ever get to learn more about what the fuck this nigga can do. So um, what makes me think them niggas actually don't have a chance against Luffy is yeah. because we see Gone at his max power. And 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 uh, Pito said, like, yo, this nigga is, is on level with the boss man. Like, obviously, that's not mm-hmm. hard facts. But but that's as close as we gonna get, and we saw that the damage that nigga was putting out is nothing that I in the the One Piece world. I'll be like, whoa, look at this nigga. I'll be like, all right, he a decent nigga in somebody crew. He's not a Yonko. Well, you know what I'm saying? Actually, yeah, that, that that's a little debatable. I mean, that like the strongest hit that we see going like a completely powered up against Pito. I mean, homie, like sent them what seemed like miles. I mean, I would have to like replay that actually shot, but like that punch, like the actual, you know, like rock, scissors, rock, mm-hmm. and like actually hit Pito at like max power. Homie was flying through trees, rocks, yeah. and again, what seemed like blocks. I mean, that kind of blow to me was kind of like up there, even in like One Piece world. F around. Yeah. Oh, well, it might to- be how, however, we perceived it because when I looked at it. It it was big, yes, but it didn't seem crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got I gotta watch it again, but I mean it looked like homie like flew. Like Pito yeah. was gone. So uh, I, I don't know. Like to me, that's not like I mean that, that kind of punch isn't like a basic punch in one piece. Like that 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 like, that that's like that was kind of like a blow, right. you know what I mean? Like that was like the slow-mo, like you see the fist at, and like in someone's back. If like if, if he homie got hit in the stomach, kind of hit, and like homie's like gone, like through a whole mountain or something. Maybe not a mountain, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know, like going, especially considering that Gon wasn't like he was going, he was all, going out, all out. Yes, but it's not like not he like was like going, going all out as far as like exhaustion goes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what I will also add to is like I, it might have changed a little bit because you know recent chapters of One Piece and and bullshit, but. Basically, like, these niggas still get hit by regular things. The only thing that changed between the, like, time skip is, like, now you just have to say it's a hockey XYZ thing. So, like, bullets don't work. Well, bullets never worked on Luffy, but it's, like, hockey bullets now mean something. Like, but when he 
uh, travel to whatever the Amazon place, like he was getting hit with hockey arrows and that shit was doing damage. So it does like allow a lot of Nen users to compete. Like now, like you're saying, like, will they be able to keep up with the speed or nothing? Maybe not. But it does mean that like niggas can niggas can do damage. I think we might be saying like I think we might be adding too much to Luffy's durability, where I think that really hockey levels of playing field. And if we basically go along with like Nen can be the equivalent to hockey, then it kind of takes away a lot of the durability feats we might have given Luffy before. Uh, Luffy began drag, bro. Yeah. My man was fighting yeah, dogs. He's, he's still like pretty 10, durable. 10 like, even if it's with hockey, he's still pretty durable. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, for sure. But I think it, it, he would be damn near invincible if Nen didn't work on him. Yeah, that's a fair argument. But, it it like, allows, like, the top-tier niggas to compete. Yeah. So, I mean, I, in, in summary, at least from my point of view, I'm kind of, I think I'm on the same page with um, MGG, that I think he kind of... I mean, I think Luffy's pretty much up there with, like, the top 10 characters of Hunter x Hunter. So as far as, like, the actual question, how would he do in the gauntlet? One, I definitely see him losing. If he's going like back to back fights with like all the hundred hundred tops, like there's no way he's taking out all of them, no chance. But I can see him getting maybe like three, four wins, and then he yeah. just like taps out because it's just too much. Just but, to add some going context real quick, sorry to cut you off because I, I just pulled it up on the versus wiki. Okay. Um, I have to double check Luffy's, but this is what they're saying. So I I don't know how you guys want to take it, but uh, this they're saying that it his power at the the whatever the full state when he went into rage mode was at least small town level, based off of what Nefer Pichu said. Speed-wise, um, I'm assuming is also uh, based off of the the OP shit, massively hypersonic is what they're saying when he was in his OP state. Um, striking strength, they're saying small town class level. So basically at his max, going is like small town. In that in that thing, I have to compare against Luffy's thing, but I, I'm assuming Luffy's scale is still bigger. I mean, if it's small town, that's not. I don't know. I mean, we we could look up Luffy, sure, but like based on what you just described, that kind of sounds almost equivalent to at least how I picture Luffy. F around. I it just I mean, Luffy like them just feel right? big though. Huh? How big is Dressrosa? That's what I'm saying. Dressrosa. That's where I'm going from. So they're saying at least small city level plus likely mountain level for Luffy in base. This is post time skip. And then large mountain level with gear fourth. That's that's where they're putting his thing. So comparable. But uh and they're also giving him massively hypersonic plus. Possibly relativistic plus. I don't even know what that is. Um with gear fourth. As far as his speed, so he's faster. According to relativistic, the means you're approaching the speed of light. Oh, okay, wow. So they really what? think they that fast. fast. Really? See, this is why I have an issue with versus Wiki's promo. Actually, maybe I'm tweaking shit. That's Luffy's fast. Speed. Like I didn't. I, I knew Luffy was fast. Like he was blinding fast. I get that with Gear Second, but like yeah. light speed fast. That's I, wow. I think they're saying pushing Gear Fourth to its limits because the way it's written, it says at least massively hypersonic plus. Possibly relativistic plus relativistic plus with gear four. So hmm. mm, I think maybe base gear fourth is probably massively hypersonic. When he starts like doing special shit with gear fourth, it probably starts getting to that relativistic 
is my guess from what I'm reading. But either way, I think it's it proves he's he's faster at least in gear four. And well, I mean, if we use that as a basis, then yeah, that that's crazy, bro. That's probably like the strongest actual like stats than most of the hunter hunter world, to be honest. But, yeah, I, now I kind of want to read Netero because I, I would say that's the best person to compare him to if we see Netero stats. Sorry to take the time to do this, but now I'm just curious. <laughs> my my curiosity has to be uh sated. Yep. Um so they're giving him city level uh or small town level for Netero and speed is massively hypersonic. So even Netero still kind of weaker than this nigga. Then if you put Meruem, I like prob Meruem's probably like probably like the same level as Netero, if not higher, maybe. Yeah. But in, in any case, then well, I mean to be honest, like okay, so Luffy is still stronger than most of the verse, but I'm not gonna change my opinion as far as him still getting waxed eventually. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I still don't see it because I mean, obviously he can't keep up Gear Four forever. So if they actually ran like a legit gauntlet, yeah, top five hundred hundred characters, I think you're taking them out. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that nigga's up there. Shit, I ain't know. That is true though. I, I didn't think he had like that big in the stats. Yeah, I didn't know Luffy's jump was that crazy. Uh, post time skip, but yeah, this nigga. All right. Well. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> so big ups. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to Luffy. Uh, so I guess that answered it. I mean, I still put money on the stretch. That might give them enough of an edge. But it really depends on who. So to me, I think if anybody has a chance at winning, uh, it is up. up. Uh, it's, it's the top tier prima crop of the um, – Hunter Hunter characters, and basically, if it's a versus Gauntlet, and we could have multiple Hunter Hunter characters in a the fight, then I think there's there's likely a stronger chance of the win going to more wins going to Hunter X Hunter. But oh, if it's one v one, then it's really all strat based on the person, which might give them a couple of dubs if we're talking ten out of ten fights. But I think it would lean towards Luffy in the end. In most cases, if we're talking multiple Hunter X Hunter characters versus Luffy, is going to skew towards Hunter X Hunter to me all day. So yeah, that, yeah. That's all I say. If 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 it's as it, it seems like it's the verse, which means like yeah. I'm assuming that niggas get to go in one after the other, whatever that may be. I do not see Luffy beating the entire verse because, uh, like I said, at the end of the day, we have seen in the series a nigga could just make a wild ass nin contract and be like, "Bro, I'll give my life to kill this nigga," and just yeah. boom, blow that nigga up. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm yeah. like, mm, Nin is too versatile for Luffy to win, and I don't think Luffy wins in any scenario against the entire verse. Yeah. Um, but if niggas just were to lose all their consciousness and just fucking headbang this nigga, like, ah, full strength, like, yeah, then Luffy gonna run them niggas. So I'll give Luffy a 1 out of 10 for beating the whole verse. In the one scenario where everybody decides to just throw purest of hands with this nigga. <laughs> I, I already told y'all my strike. Hey, make that nigga join the the, the phantom. <laughs> How my nigga Karabi could dig him a ditch, bro. Damn. I mean, yeah, that's around. Even with what we're hearing about the stats, you still think that's enough for Korofiga to beat him one v one? That's easy, it. easy. As long as he a member of the troop, he put that thing on his heart. Boom, put that thing on his heart. 
And then just like have him have some arbitrary question and kill that nigga. Luffy still need a heart. Like, cause Karapika right. powers don't really matter about how strong you are. He got one rule. I can only use these against phantom troop members. All right, put that chain on that nigga heart as soon as he a troop member. What's up, bro? You're dead, Luffy. No matter how fast you are. Dig <laughs> a ditch for that nigga. Doop, doop, put him in a ditch. Like I said, I, I'm just dropping off Kurapika. Uh, I said Kurapika. Uh, Killua's sister, bro. I'm just going to be like, yo, somebody <laughs> asked for some crazy ass shit. He's about to drop this bitch off in a second, bro. That's it. <laughs> hey, Luffy. I'm going to need your arm, buddy. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna yeah. whole arm up off you. Yo, what's up? MGG here. I'm guessing you love anime. Well, we already know you love anime, but where are you getting your anime fix? Where are you watching As the Master's Demon Power and Black Clover? Or Ogun turning it up to 11 in Fire Force? Well, you better be watching it on Funimation. If you're looking to rewatch something old or start something new, Funimation has got you covered with hundreds of anime from Shonen to Shoujo. Y'all remember those days having to scour the interwebs to watch your favorite shows or waiting years to finally see the show you've been watching get dubbed? If you're a dub watcher or you've mastered your Sharingan and watched the subs, Funimation has got you covered. They have episodes available the same day they air in Japan and the dub versions within two weeks. No more 720p episodes of your favorite anime in like 20 parts. If all that wasn't enough, with the Funimation subscription, you also gain access to members-only content and shop exclusives, meaning you can finally reach the peak of your fandom power. On top of that, you get a two-week free trial to get started. So why are you still listening to me? Go to Funimation.com forward slash subscribe now, or click the link in the show notes, and start streaming your favorite anime ad-free today. Um, all right, so with that, let us go to the next thing, which will be um, oh, let's talk about Golden Wind. Let's see, man. Player Five has some shit to say before we started recording about uh, about how he feels about Golden Wind, so we might as well just touch on it here. <laughs> all ears, I, okay. I just finished as well. Okay, uh, so uh, I, uh, if nobody knows, I'm not a fan of the JoJo's. I've seen the first two seasons. I decided to drop it. I got a friend that said that this was his favorite anime after a bunch of shit talking, which y'all know I'm good for. He was like, yo, watch it. All right. I'm watching the fifth season. I did skip the, the third and fourth. I'll mind you just went straight to the fifth season. Cause apparently it's the best start watching it. And I'm like, yo, it's, it's in the same category as Dragon Ball Super and and and, and Black Clover. Is is fire trash, nigga? Like that's it. that's it. It's not. And a lot of this is because people was hyping. People hyped wow. it up. They hyped up the strats. They hyped up all this stuff. And let me be the first to say, uh, there are no strats in this show. This show is what? MacGyver bullshit, bro. Let's what? be fair. It, it is definitely JoJo wow. strats. What? Then, then MacGyver is trash. Like them niggas, they wow. they they pull it out their ass. It, it's it's one hundred percent pulled out the ass. Ain't no backing to it. It's not a strat. A, the but, writer was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this." It's definitely a strat in in um, how do you call it? It's like combat pragmatism. That's what it is. It's like they come up. I get you. So a lot of the stuff. The problem where I where I will feel the ass pull, and you would notice this if you watch like the third season too. Is when it comes to the writer writing himself into holes, which is whenever he deals with time related shit mm-hmm. or like some super broken power, that is when like 
the straps become like ass pulls. But for most stuff, it's just more like a, I can see how you would say it's an ass pull in the context of the story, meaning like these 17 year olds should not have like this level of knowledge. Like Jorno knows a little bit like some of the stuff he's able to like finesse. I'm like, bro, you should have like three college degrees right now with the level of smartness <laughs> in there. And then the fact that uh Fugo or whatever his name is, uh is like the smartest nigga in their group, but you don't really see him use any strats is also like another thing. But I think outside of that shit where he rises to a hole, I would argue that these are actual strats that they use. Whoa. <laughs> it's okay, just so this it's just hard to justify where they come from. And that's where it's the ass pull part. And, and and that's the thing though. We we if if we can't justify it, it's hard for me to accept it as a strat other than and, and not call it what it is and that's a you know plot ass pull because let's be fair if uh-huh. you couldn't look into the minds of the characters then sure but a lot of the anime is from their perspective i can listen to this nigga thoughts he is narrating what's happening he don't know what the fuck is going on but then but, the next scene he just countered a nigga and it'd yeah. be like what nigga that's Giorno. That's why I didn't like Giorno. Like people love him because uh, did you make it to the end of Golden Wind or you stopped? I uh, halfway through. I, I said I give that shit fifteen episodes. No, oh, okay. So at the end, Giorno gets some broken power, and I think that's why everyone dick rides him so hard. But for me, as far as him, he's the dumbest JoJo to, that I've seen so far. I felt like the the one in the part before him was decent. Even the guy I hate more than Giorno fucking Jotaro in part three, I think had actual like strats, but Giorno actually was like, it doesn't make sense how he knows what he knows. And it just, he really feels like Aspel. So that would be my, my caping for the Jojo's universe. I do feel like Giorno is not a good example of strats that come from somewhere while the other ones are more strategic in their battles. His is very like, Oh, this feels weird. And you're like, what? And that thing just happens to be what works out. You know what I'm saying? He just, mm-hmm. he like says these things and the other people around him happen to be dumb, but it's like, wait, how the fuck did he know what that, like and he shouldn't know either. <laughs> another thing about his power, and this is how I know it's not strategic, it's just bullshit, is because like, so the way they present his power is like, yo, this nigga can turn shit into like living things, but these living yeah. things act normally. And there's like sometimes they know they just straight up act in his favor. They don't act normally. They don't they 100 percent like this nigga Aquaman. You know what I'm saying? Like he's for I mean, real controlling these animals. That's as pull of the, the logic. But I think most cases what I've seen him do from the series is that the animals just return to their owner. He uses that trick a lot to figure out um, where like if are. he. Yeah. Where niggas is at? Like, that's where I yeah. mostly see See that one that. fair. That's OK. I'm OK with that. But like when he did, like for example, when he caught the shadow nigga and like yeah. had like the, the the trees do some shit, and then like there was another time. Uh, oh, when that nigga turned the the gun into a banana, had nigga blow his shit out. Like, sure, that seemed cool, but at the that same time, cool. like that was all luck. A motherfucker. No, I wouldn't out. even say that was luck though, because I'm like nobody squeezes. I thought that was total bullshit, because I'm like nobody squeezes a banana. Yeah, <laughs> like, like one was, niggas don't do that, like, and then two, how do you know he's gonna eat that banana? Though. That yeah, I mean, but that's the JoJo part of it. <laughs> that part is the JoJo out. part. Hear me out. If niggas were to come at me and be like, "Yo, 
Uh, JoJo's is Bobo, Bobo, but they take themselves a little bit seriously. I'll be like, okay, that's fair. But my only issue is when niggas come through talking about this, the GOAT. This is the best anime ever. I'm like, oh, y'all got me fucked up. Bro, JoJo's is definitely hyped a lot. Like, people really fuck with it. And I think that it's up there. I'm not going to overhype it, but it's definitely a quality anime, I would say. My thing is, when you get to part five, the problem with skipping around with JoJo's, like I said, I will argue anybody, you're probably okay to skip the first season because it really doesn't have much to do with anything. But if you really want to understand how the story's told, you got to watch part two because that's when they start pulling out the strats. And part three pretty much sets the stage for all the other parts because that's when stands get introduced. And that's when you start to get a feel for like how the fight's going, all that stuff. So when you hop into part five, you have none of that other context. You just are like, oh, these niggas with these interesting ass powers are doing like really weird shit. Like, I feel like, yes, you would interpret it as a bunch of ass pulls. But when you like go back, you see that like a lot of it is ass pulls. It's on the fly. No, it's it's just on the fly thing. Like, that's what they do. Like, literally all the stand users they deal with think like that. They just think on the fly. They have broken-ass powers, and they figure out how to do shit, and pretty much anybody they fight, all it is is like, a, a, how does this work? How does this work? Like, if you watch Baki, even if you watch Hunter x Hunter, it's the same concept to those fights. It's just for See, you. Maybe it feels more ashfully because they bring out way more knowledge than it feels like they should actually know. But uh, it's the same structure of fight. The one up, one up, one up. I believe that it is framed in the same way. But to compare uh, Hunter Hunter strats to JoJo strats, I think it is just uh, completely disrespectful no, to Hunter Hunter. I'm not. I'm not comparing the strats. What I'm saying is it is structured the same way. So literally, the the outline of the fights are exactly the same between Baki, uh, Hunter X Hunter, and JoJo's. It's. Yeah. I start off with one character. It looks like that person is going to win. But no, I found out a counter strategy to their strategy. Then I found out another counter strategy to that strategy. So it keeps the reader or watcher guessing back and forth between who actually is going to win this contest, this chess match, so to speak. Um, and then at the end, you figure out who won. So that's how JoJo's is told. It's just uh, the difference with it is the, the quirkiness of the characters and the whole stand ability part of it, where these stands get super broken. And uh, the thing is, when you if you think about it from the fact that this guy has been writing the stands, probably when he wrote part five, it was based on like two, the 2000s. But mm. when he wrote part three, where stands were introduced, this was based on like the 80s. So I don't know if he was writing for three decades, but he's probably been writing for maybe like a decade up to this point. He he ran out of fucking ideas. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, If you see the creativeness of the stands, like at first in part three it starts with like, oh, my stand just shoots fire. Oh, my stand can just move really fast. And then by the end of part three, they're fighting uh, Dio stand basically stops time for five seconds, whatever Mm -hmm. five seconds fucking means. So Jojo, the Jojo in that season has to find out a way to overcome a person who stops time for five fucking seconds, which is where the first level of asphalt comes out. This is where I think the show starts to deteriorate. And then like in the fourth season, it's like they get away from the time thing. But this guy has some other like bomb weird technique. It's just that it's the the battle scale. So it starts off with something real simple that might make sense on how they beat it. But then he keeps adding more and more complex powers. So he still has to find a way for the users to beat it. But I don't see it as any different than how Shonen Protags beat things that I feel like doesn't make any sense. To me, I at least appreciate the fact that he puts words behind how the win happens. I still don't agree with where it comes from. And that's my biggest issue. 
is that like niggas put respect on that. And I would say I've watched I've watched effectively two and a half seasons of JoJo and I got respect for it as an anime. We can say yep. we can call it fun. We can say they got cool ass pools, but the moment niggas start calling it strategy is where I start to feel a little itch on the inside. Because so to me, it's not uh-huh. a strategy if there is no thought behind it. And, and so he, they, do you he do? don't explain the thought behind it. Like, for example, let's take uh-huh. Hisoka in his fights. When he uses his, his gum shit, if he didn't explain everything that happened, it would look the exact same as a JoJo's ass pool. Okay, well, except how do they not explain it? it, I guess. That's the part okay, that because they, they always explain it. <laughs> no, no, no. They explain what is happening, but they don't explain how this is logical, how they got to that reasoning, right? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they don't even explain how they pulled it off. So let's take the, the shadow thing that you, you were talking about, for example. So the, how they beat the shadow guy was they tricked him into going into the shadow of a tree, and then they deconstructed that tree, and then he was exposed to the light, correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's how I remember to beat him. So what was the like part that? Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, one was logical. In that one, that nigga added a new ability to his power because he Which was like, part? "Yo, my power uh, increases the life essence of things." But what I did was I over life essence this thing until it just started to decay and age. Okay, so what was wrong with that? That was basically what he was going to do to Bujarati in the episode before that, right? When he no, him. he absolutely not because what he did to him, he was like, I don't know what my power going to do. I'm going to put it in you, and then when he put yeah. it in this nigga, he was like, Oh, it, it didn't decay that nigga. It just made that nigga like think really fast. Like no, at yeah. no point it, did his power it accelerated his mind. Uh, no, but my thing is like it didn't deteriorate his body, but it did accelerate his mind in the same way because his mind basically started evolving. Faster than his body was. That's the okay. way I interpreted it. That so I but can see. At no point did anybody ever accelerate to a death. In fact, people have only positively moved up, except for this one time they needed an ass pull. Because based on the way his power has been working, why should it accelerate a nigga to death? But and if he can do that, why can't that, he do that to a person? The, but the thing he accelerated to death was an inanimate object that he turned into a tree. A tree or a tree. It was a tree. A real living tree. He accelerated the life of this tree, which trees can live for thousands of years. If mm-hmm. if untampered with, he accelerated it hundreds of thousands of years to his death. Okay, I can I can give you that. That is an asshole. Based yeah. off of and, what and you I mean, explained to me, I can give you that 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 part of accelerating the tree's life feels like an asshole. In my mind, I still feel like it probably could be explained if we pieced a couple of other pieces together. But right now, I don't have those pieces, so I can get that to you. And then when my man, when they did that shit with the boat, that was goofy. What that, was just, that was just that was the goofy. second boat on top of a yeah, boat. That was fucking <laughs> like, like I was like, that was man. definitely that was definitely some tricky dick shit, I would say. But I I mean, <laughs> hey bro, that I'm telling you, that's the bizarreness of JoJo's. Hey, but this, this is <laughs> that's where the bizarre comes JoJo's from. JoJo's fans, right? Is y'all would be like, bro, JoJo's got got strats, and I'm like, actually, no, I don't believe they have strats. They just have uh, bizarre, interesting things that happen, and this is why it's bizarre and interesting and not a strategy. And then y'all be like, okay, that's fair, but these niggas got strats. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> they just got a bunch of interesting shit that keep happening. So, it's literally like watching Boba Bo, except they take themselves serious. I don't know, bro. I still, I still am disagreeing that everyone in JoJo's is doing a bunch of ass pulls. I don't agree with that. I do agree that, like, you could probably make that argument with a lot of things from season five because, like I said, Giorno of all the JoJo's I hate, but two mm-hmm. also I think 
he was the JoJo that made the least amount of sense. So if you watch part two, this guy, like, there's no stands there. He's just basically using strats to to beat the original vampires or whatever. And so I he agree. learns techniques and do shit like that. And to me, when I watched that, I felt like he was using strats there. I don't feel like a lot of that was like ass pulls or luck. Yeah. Uh, and if it was luck, they did a good job of explaining it. Meaning like when, uh, I don't know if you watched that season, but when Caesar fought Wham in that dark room, when mm-hmm. basically Caesar was about to win that shit, they were like, hey, the author came in and said, hey, the reason why, this thing was definitely going to win this shit, but the reason why is because he did it like half a second too early or some shit, or the sun didn't come out just in time, so he ended up, you know, taking an L. So yeah. I feel like they explained it well there. Part three, other reason why I have an issue with that JoJo's is because it felt like an ass pull when he fought Dio in that season. Because when he fought the time, the guy who pauses time for five seconds, the author's solution to that problem was he can also stop time for five seconds. So they ended up overlapping their time stopping thing in order for him to get a dub. He basically was like, oh, your time stop is about to stop in like five seconds. So I'm going to stop time. So now I'm in control. It basically was a whole thing that and the fact that he had even had that ability to me was like an ass pool. So, so I feel I that way about part five. Okay. I was going to say, I seen, you know, the first two, and I will say that I feel like they had strats moving up, but this is the strategy that the Arthur uses, and, and I feel like it'd be tricking niggas, uh, except niggas that ain't going, is that, like, he'll have some strategy, some legitimate strategy, especially in the beginning one, right? But then he'll surround that with bullshit, and it only gets worse and worse as these as these seasons go on. As we can see, to me, season five had a extreme lack of strategy and just a lot of ass pulls. But what we're doing is we like, no, we know that they got strategy from the old seasons, and we can rely on that to say that, oh, eh, these niggas must have been thinking it through. And to me, oh. I think that's some bullshit. Like... So you would argue that they were still ass pulling with everyone but Jorno because I could see how you would say that for Jorno, but I don't see the ass pull, so to speak, for like Mista. Because I'm sure if you watch half the season, you saw at least the mm-hmm. Mista fight. Um, even what's his face, Tiny? Um, what's the dude's name? Uh, the guy who has the Aerosmith, but the little boy. I don't know if you saw him fight the the guy in the the car on the street with his mm-hmm. uh, airplane. That yeah. battle, I to me, I felt like all of that made sense. So uh, I, yeah, so I, I mean, I would have to definitely uh, look into it more if I want to give you a huge analysis on like each individual fight and how they was bullshitting. Because after a while, I was just like, okay, these niggas gonna bullshit. Let me just keep watching. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just saying that from from watching JoJo's one and two and skipping straight uh-huh. to five, there's a huge difference in explanation yeah. and, and reasonable uh, uh, how niggas are reasonably beating people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I, mean, I get that we could say that they started with strats and, and had some goofy shit here and then, but now it's more like it's more goofy shit in a few strats, and, and but and niggas are accepting that as strats. And I'm like, nah, bro, that's like saying Bugs Bunny pulling out a pistol out of his ass is a strat. Like, that's not a strat. He just did some goofy shit. So to your point, I think, uh, one, like to address the earlier point about why people like JoJo's, I think the, the key is like, even though they're overhyping it, and the, the strats thing that you have an issue with, really what I think the core reason is but why people like it is that the author is extremely creative in the battles. The, mm-hmm. the ability to come up with what he comes up with, even though you might feel like it's ass pulls, I think it's still something that is very hard for anyone to write, period. Right. Especially to have wrote that for that many series. So I'm, I'm putting respect on his name for being able to accomplish that. The other I agree, part, and I'll put respect on that man. 
Uh, my attack on JoJo's is more for the fan base. As far as the anime itself, I would recommend it to niggas. I would say it's fun. It's definitely a fun anime. Um, but where niggas goat it, and if you're not goating it, this does not go out to you. This goes out to the niggas that's goating it. If you goating it, I, I don't know about that one. I can't. So, I can't goat this anime. So to your second point about Giorno, which uh, I felt like mostly what happened there is like, and this is why I say it's key to to watch part three is that the problem with the JoJo's characters is that up until Giorno's point, JoJo's characters are known to be special. The problem with Giorno and where I feel like it comes up in part three is that for the first time, or I guess second time, because I feel like it came up in part three, we get a JoJo that like we're just assumed to know that this nigga is broken, but we don't get any explanation as to why or how he's broken. So that's the the Giorno part. Like if you watch the first, you watch the beginning. So you see like the first couple fights that this nigga had, he had no stress. Bujarati would have killed him in the very first fight that they had. The only reason why he didn't was because the nigga hesitated or whatever. And he said that at the end of the fight. And a lot of the stuff he went through in the beginning was just like, um, he basically got lucky in terms of how he won. So towards the end of the show, why I think he deteriorates is that he becomes a character that magically has these strats now. Every every villain is like, oh, you got to watch out for that guy. He knows too much, blah, blah, blah. But we never saw how he became that from the beginning. Where mm-hmm. if you when you watch part two, from episode one, you know this nigga has strats. Like, you knew that was him. That was his character. So it didn't feel odd to you later on at the end when he pulls out some some stuff to win at the end, right? Or when he technically didn't die, even though I feel like that was kind of asshole too with the whole volcano bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like where I think the the deterioration goes. So people hype up Giorno because they've watched the other few seasons, so they just assume that he's hyped. But if you really pay attention to the story, like you're saying, we never got an explanation as to why he is able to do what he does, and a lot of the stuff is just like assholes. But what I've noticed about the JoJo fan base is they tend to be fans of the most ass-pulley characters in JoJo's. Meaning if you talk to them, their favorite two characters are going to be uh, Joe Taro, the guy who fucking stops time, or Giorno, the guy who basically got an ability that said fuck time. And, and that was it. Like, at the end of the episode, he fights... Uh, I, are you? I'm assuming you're not going to watch to the end, right? No, I am not. So you don't care about spoilers, yeah, right? No, you go ahead. So the final villain, Diablo, his actual ability is that he can erase, like, a couple seconds worth of time. So basically, he just is like, uh, he can, he knows what happened in the the next five seconds or something like that. So he can predict the future, but at the same time, he can make you forget that those five seconds happened. So he could just erase it from the time block and then just, like, do whatever the fuck he was doing. So in order to beat that power, they really didn't have a way to, but... Jojo, uh, Giorno ends up getting stabbed by the arrow and he gets uh, a second ability. His his stand basically levels up and that stand basically stops him from using his ability. He tries to skip time and his stand just comes up in his little time stopping space and is like, Giorno doesn't even know I can do this, but like you can't you can't use your ability. It's not going to fucking work. And he just puts the nigga in like an infinite death loop and throws him into the water. So. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a total asshole ability that comes from nowhere. But people, the problem with, it's not even the JoJo's fan base, it's like the core anime community is that we love to ride for like dope moments, even if those dope moments don't make sense. 
So, mm. like, as far as the story goes, it was a dope moment. Sure, it's cool to see that his ability did that. But if you look at the perspective of the story, it makes absolutely no sense how the fuck that happened. Same thing with Joe Taro using the fucking time stop ability. Sure, they can try and piece things together, but it absolutely is an ass pull. And we ride for it hard. Same thing with the Madara thing. Madara came out of fucking nowhere. Didn't need to pop the fuck up. But people ride for it so hard because we love the dope moments. That's, that's the thing. So I wouldn't even point, put it all on JoJo's fans. I will put it on the anime community because there's more examples than just JoJo's of niggas just riding for shit because it's dope. And that's why they're all hype about there. I'm telling you, I watched season five all the way through the end. All the hype that people are goading season five for is literally coming from one episode at the end when he gets that special power. And it's not even that dope. He doesn't use it after that. He never showed inkling of it beforehand. He just uses it for like five seconds in one episode. And niggas are clouding it like it's the best season of JoJo's they've ever seen. And it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what the person who, who told me to watch it. Like, yo, bro, this is the best season of anime you ever going to watch. I'm See? like, all right, nigga. They just see. want you to get that. And that's what people do. I mean, I sell anime like that sometimes. Sometimes you just tell people stuff because you hope they're going to stay long enough to get to that episode. And they're going to ride the hype wave like you riding it. That's what I feel like. I feel like people recommend Demon Slayer, same thing. They saw that Zenitsu scene, and they was telling nigga, oh, you know, start watching it, start watching it. It's going to be dope. It wasn't good up until then. If you fucked with that scene, you might have been like, this is the best show ever. Or you might have just been like, that's some dope animation, but this story still kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel, so. But to me, like, I, I, I'm not going to put it, I can, I totally hear your argument about the ass pools. I do feel like you're putting it too much on I feel like you're putting too much on the whole JoJo's when it might just be the JoJo's main character in season five. But I won't say that Golden Wind was trash, in my opinion. I just don't think it is as hyped as people say it was. So I think my biggest issue is that, you know, people have been touting JoJo's for a minute. I seen two, the first two seasons, didn't like them. Motherfuckers were like, oh, the stands go crazy. You got to watch it. Uh, and then it was like, yo, five crazy. Watch five. It was tough. It could be that I'm just missing out on the gold of three and four. It could be that. No, I think you just, it's just not the storytelling aspect of JoJo's is not what you like because yeah. you didn't even like Hunter x Hunters like that. Like you fuck with it. You appreciate it. But mm -hmm. I would say if you don't ride hard for like how the fights went down in Hunter x Hunter, or you don't fuck with Baki or you didn't fuck with Keg and Ashra, you won't like JoJo's because that's, that's really the meat of it is, is watching those strategic battles or asshole battles as you might want to call it so <laughs> well i can put respect on it and that's all i'll tell you i'll put respect on it to the end of the world just like hunter hunter like you know like uh i i got respect for it i can recommend a nigga watch it but not for me yeah and i mean i noticed that with a lot of jojo's people it's hit or miss for a lot of people because like same thing with one piece it, it's an acquired taste like some people don't fuck with one piece because they hate the artwork that bizarreness of JoJo's in that storytelling, like, if if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And then I also think some people watch the first season and just drop off because the first season isn't really that great. And they just go, I don't get it. But I'm like, you definitely got to, I would say if you watch the second season, you appreciate it. That could keep you going forward. If you watch the second season and you hate it, then, like, it, it's not going to get much better for you. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's what I would say. But I, I mean, like, I, to me, I've already kind of figured that 
I don't think I think niggas whole overhyped JoJo's, but I also think the type of anime you're into is not typical of um what the anime community hypes as uh the goats. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, that's that's about all I got to say on the topic though. All right, on to Yusuke versus Ichigo, the delinquent street brawl. So uh, I guess I could uh, explain this one as I created the, the post. Uh, basically, before Yusuke and Ichigo were superheroes, them niggas was really banging in the streets. Like, Ichigo probably wasn't as much of a delinquent as Yusuke because that nigga Yusuke didn't even go to school like that. But they was both they in the streets boxing niggas. So the question became, who would win pre-powers just meeting each other in the streets? And things I want to point out, because a lot of people ain't want to point this out. Ichigo is definitely a high school student, and Yusuke is an elementary student. Clearly, we saw that with Kuwabara. That didn't mean too much for that nigga Yusuke. But... Wait, is that facts? Wait, how old was Yusuke when the show started? Yeah, he was a middle schooler. What? Damn. I I forgot that. I didn't know that, but he's the next generation. Sure. That's crazy. Let me let me make sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I was just wondering what y'all think. Who got the better hands? I uh, mean, from my memory, I would personally say Yusuke, but like with that, with the age gap, I mean, hmm, I'm actually a little unsure of how to like think about it now a little bit. But as far as my original thinking go, I was just gonna say Yusuke because homie was like about that how would you how would you kind of say it like that kind of you know basic stereotypical delinquent always in fights never about learning like that that kind of like that, that kind of persona or stereotype or trope like that that was the definition of yusuke ichigo had it but i didn't think as hard like you know what i mean like yusuke's biggest rival was kuwabara with the uh with the pompadour you know the basic kind of delinquent stereotype haircut and like for that to be like his main like rival or like fighting buddy however you want to put it that's like bro like yusuke was like about fights you know like homie had delinquent fighting techniques from the gym mm-hmm. period you know what i mean but ichigo it was always like it's like he, he he touched on it but i didn't really feel that he was about it if that makes sense, you know, like he still like did, you know, basic kind of school stuff, even though it was only like what, like an episode or two. OK, but Yusuke, I don't remember him ever like even mentioning like a class that he was really about even like once. I mean, Grant's been a while, but so I, I would definitely lean towards Yusuke hardcore. And now for the fact that he's actually was only in middle school when he was about that, too. I mean, if we actually like age balanced it, then like I think it's definitely in Yusuke's favor 100 percent. Yeah. Now, to be fair, uh, Ichigo, I'm, now I'm looking at it. Yeah, Ichigo was in high school, but he's still only one year older. So it wasn't like he was like a senior in high school or nothing. Um, but yeah, technically, Yusuke was in middle school. Um, but this is what I would say. I agree with everything people say. Like, Yusuke really was in these streets. Like, he had grown-ass niggas running from him. You know what I'm saying? He was a hood nigga. He ain't never go to school. He was beating niggas up on a daily. But just because you the tough guy don't mean that you always go well. I just want to put this respect that Ichigo was not out here looking to throw hands. He was quiet. 
walking the streets. Niggas used to bully him because his hair was orange, and he still was knocking niggas out. And that's why I'm just like, bro, I could see if they just walk in the streets, I could see Yusuke like, hey, look, strawberry, huh, 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 catching <laughs> their motherfucking hands. Because, like, he quiet, but let's not act like he wasn't giving niggas hands. 3v1, like, beating niggas up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm going to have to give it Six out of ten, Yusuke. But I got four for my boy Ichigo because he ain't sleep. So, uh, my issue with the whole thing uh, that I, the context that I put it in, was one I don't remember this from the very beginning or not, but I'm gonna assume that this is true. Um, I'm assuming that Ichigo actually has some super strength um, based off of his lineage. Oh, um, so I think a lot of people, when this was posted, was like Ichigo all day because they were giving him that strength thing, which oh, would yeah. basically allow him to beat Yusuke. But in my mind, I took that away and was just saying, like, if they were just regular delinquents, like in a delinquent manga, which school is taking the dub? And in that case, I would say Yusuke because he basically, like, and I'm not a delinquent manga expert, but I, <laughs> I am a fan of the series. So... <laughs> Basically, the way Yusuke is propped up, if we take away like the shonen supernatural shit that got added, uh, he's the next generation to lead a high school gang, basically. So the way they tell delinquent stories is like the the middle schooler nigga that was winning. Like once he goes to high school the next year, like he's taking over, bro. It's just a mad. He got his crew. He's starting to move on niggas like whatever. So Yusuke had that clout early. Uh, so and he had already, I think, taken out multiple schools like niggas from other schools came to fight his ass and they were consistently dropped. So he already had middle school, high schooler clout as a middle schooler. So to me, as far as like what that nigga did, um, if we take away the strength, I don't know if Ichigo would be able to do the same thing. He basically had Yusuke level clout, but I also feel like it was because the whole supernatural super strength thing slash his dad was also secretly training him in his own way um, while he was growing up. If y'all remember that little tidbit they added. Uh, so I say if we take away the supernatural aspect of Ichigo, I would say Yusuke is probably like a 9 out of 10 for me. I would say it's very one-sided. If we add the super strength, then it's going to add, it's going to go one-sided in the other direction, meaning that obviously Ichigo would win probably 10 out of 10 because the nigga has super strength. So I'm just going to uh, piggyback on that with one little thing uh, from a, a nigga that is also not a master of delinquent anime, but I do peruse. There is always that one nigga at the delinquent school, the quiet nigga. How you wondering, why is he there? Yeah. Bro, Ichigo, bro. He that quiet nigga that's like, bro, we don't know why Kurosaki even here. And he just go wild and almost kill a nigga on some crazy yeah. They do. They have that six Power Ranger nigga that doesn't associate himself with nothing, <laughs> and he just he just shows up when he wants to show up. And usually, the main guy in there is like his main rival or whatever, all the way up to like the niggas graduate. So, I mean, I could totally see how you would say that based off it. But Ichigo also did have a crew low key, so uh, <laughs> that would be my only counter to it. He wasn't totally solo dolo. All right, and then the last thing, because I'm looking at the wikia right here. This one sentence in the wikia proves that Yusuke definitely winning. It's like Yusuke is a teenage delinquent slash street fighter with little to no positive qualities to his game. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, bro, that's that how that nigga start the series off as a thug. <laughs> and that's how I fucked with Togashi. He kind of kept it within the um delinquent manga, like, genre in a way with the way he decided to end it off because he still ended it off like with Yusuke saying like look nigga 
there's no hope for me. That's why I kind of joined the spirit world. Uh, but Kurabara, you're asked to go ahead and get an education. Like that's some typical delinquent manga shit right there. Like the main <laughs> nigga don't do shit, bro. Like he's they have to find a way to to you know make it a happy ending without letting you know that this nigga is not gonna be shit with the rest of his life, bro. So they either kill that nigga off or like you know find a way for him to go find some shit somewhere else. Like he moves. A new nigga so. has to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That it's so crazy. Now that I'm stopping to think about it, he literally got his powers because God was like, "Whoa, you sacrificed your life for a kid, nigga." <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, Even I ain't see that shit coming. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I think before we go into the Hokage, oh, sorry. Any closing points on the the verses? Are we good? No. Good. All right. So before we go into the Hokage thing, I think we can talk about this. Promise Neverland shit because I mean uh, I seen Player Five going around the social webs telling people to go watch this shit, <laughs> <laughs> putting people on some badness, bro. It was the me. Fuck out of there, uh, so <laughs> I, I guess we gotta just touch base on it. For those who don't know, uh, because you're only listening to us on Spotify or some other podcast streaming app, we do have a YouTube channel and we did do a full review of the Promise Neverland manga, which is now completed. Uh, where we unpack all these thoughts. So if you want to hear like the full hour long version, uh, you could go ahead and watch that. But just to to give you niggas a taste that I know are hopping onto the boat, and instead of clicking that erase thumbnail or the great pretender thumbnail, you said, "Let me give Promise Neverland a shot." We're gonna give you a little taste of, of what you might expect down the road. So I think the question Player Five asked specifically was, uh, "You can go ahead and say it." Uh, basically, I'm just saying, uh, overall, when we look back at the manga, was the story as bad as we remember? And do we think the anime can pull it out of the trash can? Because obviously the anime adds new aspects, music, lighting, camera, you know what I'm saying? Like shit that can change up the feel of it. Can the anime, which honestly did a phenomenal job of like camera, music, all that shit, can it pull it out of the garbage can? To your first question, is the uh, anime is, or sorry, was the, the, what was the first question again? Was the manga <laughs> as bad as, as, as we remember? Okay, was the manga as bad as we remember? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And like, uh, yes again. So that, I'll just, I'll leave it at that and I'll come back to it later. The second question was, um, do we think that the niggas could uh, save it? So what I will say is no, because <laughs> The thing is, the first season sets up that dark survival undertone, which they could continue. But the thing is that the story drastically, the core story drastically changes from that survival horror thing. And that's the part where I still feel like it's going to be tough for them to keep the same ambiance that they're building in the first season. Because once they go to the second season, probably should cover Goldie Pond. But once they get past this Goldie Pond arc, which will probably be the last arc of hopelessness we might feel for these characters... It just becomes, um, yeah, more shonen-y. Like, sure, they can add the darkness, but the kids always win at the end. Like, unless they're going to overhype the deaths of the niggas that we never met when those niggas die. Um, Filler spoiler alert. <laughs> but when they, when they actually do that, unless they're going to overhype those, I don't see how they're going to be able to turn it around without changing the core story, meaning, like, going in totally different directions um, and no. changing up how certain things are executed. 
I just want to say this one thing. I'm going to say it now before it become a hype and a meme. There's only one thing I want to see out of anime in this past, you know, the point to where it's like already bad is where old girl, that little girl up both of them blicks and she just starts ah, just like start going hard, bro. I want to see that animated with the stankest face. She just emptied a clip on that fucking demon, bro. I got to see that. Wow. <laughs> That's all I want to see. After that, they put it to bed. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I think this is gonna be there'll definitely be a season three off of this season two. They can still sell it in the right way. It's just after this season three, season four, I think it's gonna be just like Baki. How we how we appreciated season three, just like a mm, change of pace, what the fuck is going on? Not as good as it used to be for the fans. They might get to the end, but hey, I'm just telling y'all now, like, don't get your hearts too invested in that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, I, I'm pretty much ditto with MGG. And to be honest, it sounds like even he's kind of hopeful for um, season two. But I kind of see that shift happening like mid season two. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly don't think that people are going to get the same vibe from season two as season one because season one was good because of one, the horror. Two, the mystery, and three, the actual like I guess you could argue strats that came across yeah, trying they to might get be through. assholes now. Right. <laughs> so as like like as soon as that like as soon as they leave, I mean again, this is all like you know uh spoiler territory, but as soon as they leave the um the uh, the orphanage, it, it just becomes completely different. Like you're not gonna get those vibes. You're gonna I don't even know like the best way to really describe it. But it's going to be different. And depending on what kind of if the audience actually enjoyed season one for those exact aspects that I mentioned before, that same crowd is not going to be about season two. The question is whether they're going to build a big enough crowd that's about those new aspects that season two is going to introduce. If they are not going to be able to accomplish that feat, then it's going to fall off. And I would doubt that season three is going to happen at all. So it kind of depends on how fast they really move along season two. But if like my projection is right and like season two is pretty much going to be either the end of Goldie Pond, which I'm pretty sure they could make happen or like the intro to Goldie Pond, then it's pretty much going to it's going to change hardcore. Like long story short, I don't have any positive hope for it, to be honest. Um the, I mean, like I said, though, the good things that they could do with the anime is that because those aspects are going to be different and more action based, they could definitely like show off those aspects better in an anime. Um, so, I mean, again, it's just going to depend on whether the people are really about like the new shonen, you know, topics that the series is going to be bringing up. But if not, then it's just going to be GG, become something generic. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have thoughts on player fire? You just wanted to get ours. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't want to speak too much more on it because, like you said, there's a whole hour long episode where that's talked about in detail. Go hit that up. Um, like I said, I'm not going to not recommend the first season to people because the first season is some of the best anime you're going you're gonna to watch. Um, but I just I tell everybody. Just because, you know, player, or my bad, not player, MGG was flaming me, said so I'd be putting people on, but he ain't point out how I always say, hey, but after season one, if you continue to watch this on you. Right. I didn't I didn't catch that in any of the any of the posts or comments. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, I did, I did read that part. If you said it, hey, you said it, I'll take you for your word, but uh, 
like I said, hey, bro, like he said, I'll reiterate it. If you watch season one of Promise Neverland, you like, I want to continue, continue at your own risk. But know that the Afro Tacos told you we did the hard work for you. We we did the the sleepless nights, the horrible chapters, the the total, the shonen, talk no jutsu bullshit. We read all that shit for you to save your time and help you focus on better anime like a race <laughs> or fucking uh the great pretender or fucking uh whatever the fuck else popped up on your Netflix feed as far as anime. We're allowing or you can fucking catch up with One Piece. Only God knows. We're giving you time <laughs> to not waste on this. That's all I'm trying to say, bro. We give right. you. We know everybody got these long anime lists. We doing the hard work for you. And, and, <laughs> That's and I'm just gonna thing. give somebody, you know, you know, because there's still somebody even after hearing this. You on the fence? I just want to say to you that this I haven't been hurt like this since Bleach. <laughs> I haven't been hurt like this since Bleach, bro. If, if that make you realize, I haven't been hurt like this since Bleach. Put it what? down, my brother. Just enjoy that first season for what yeah. it is. Anime gold. It just stop. That's what I was saying. Like, if you watch the first season, pretend it ended once they figure out the shit in the first season. Because right? it's a perfect, it's a perfect way to end the first season. It can be a total one-season anime in your mind. Let it end there, and you can go around and hype it up as the best thing ever. Just make sure you add an asterisk. I only watched the first season. That's right? all. That'll keep me from flaming you in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on to manga highlights. First up, put some respect on. So I just have a few things to put some respect on this month. So far, God of High School has been giving me life. I'm enjoying watching these episodes, even though I heard that the pacing is total trash. But the niggas got hands, bro, and I'm I'm sticking with it. So True. God of High School, stay with it. I did finally catch up to part five of JoJo's. I thought it was decent. You already heard our earlier conversation. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it wasn't as decent as I thought, but. I will say, um, as far as the characters outside of Giorno, because if you heard the earlier discussion, I'm not a big fan of Giorno. I did really appreciate the gang aspect and the storyline uh, that they were going with. I really felt for the characters. I was super interested in their backstories. I thought they did a really good job storytelling the the gang crew in this season, as opposed to others where probably only know maybe about two or three of the, of the main cast that you really fuck with. So I fucked with that. Uh, today I just finished. Uh, a race. Uh, it's been on my list uh, because I read Tokyo Revengers and Player Five. I was like, that's a race. I was like, oh, I guess I got to watch this shit now. So I watched it. Uh, I definitely recommend it as one of those like throwbacks. If you haven't uh, watched it yet, I'll probably end up doing like a late start review on this shit. I might do a late start review on on Golden Wind too. We'll see. I'll be willing to hop into that erase one. All right. You're not going to hop into the Golden Wind? No, I'll kidding. hop into the Golden Wind one, but <laughs> no, I, mean, I think that means I got to finish it. Yeah, you got like, to finish it. Give me like another week or two, I guess. All right. But yeah, so um, uh, those were giving me life. And then obviously, 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 Chainsaw Man. If you haven't yeah. been reading this, oh uh, y'all need to catch up. This shit is crazy. Uh, crazy. You're in for a wild ride. But uh, these last couple chapters have been like, what the fuck crazy, but hella interesting at the same time. So. Uh, that's that's me for putting some respect on. Um, I'm gonna double down on putting some respect on Erase. Uh, this is now maybe like my third time rewatching it. Uh, and the best part is, is they have it in live action. The live action is more closer to the um, the book. It's a graphic novel. It's more closer to the graphic novel. 
Mm. Um, I've read the graphic novel, watched the anime now. So, like, I, I love Erase. I just think it's phenomenal. Um, put some respect on K-On. I'm, I'm late to that. I know ain't nobody here probably watching it because it's Slice of Life. But, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, bro. Have <laughs> time, bro. I'm here for you, bro. Um, shit. Yeah, that's that's uh respect. Uh, I'm gonna say go ahead. No, that's not part. Uh, you know, I'll talk about that a little later, but yeah. Right. Um, the only big uh, since, since we recently did the whole chapter, so I need to go into the main shonen, but I gotta I gotta put some more big ups on Magic and Muscles, uh, Mashley, just because of just the redonkulousness that it's still <laughs> continually to put out. I mean, oh God, th- yeah. th- 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 this manga is just straight funny, y'all. All right, yeah. like if you just want to read something super light, there's like no reason to look into the plot or story at all, but you just want to laugh every chapter. I mean, th- th- this will give it to you. It's just good stuff. I mean, and this last sleep, chapter, you got the it. MC just eating, well, what is his favorite food? Like a cream puff, just say, get nutrition, yeah. get a nutrition. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling along in this main dungeon, eating some cream puffs and just singing a song. Like, I- I'm sorry, but I, was, I mean, this-, this stuff is hilarious. Don't so, sleep, though. It-, it definitely caught a light plot. So I, I got to put some respect on... Uh... On uh, their name for that too. It's like it started off funny, One Punch Man style, but they are keeping some sort of a storyline. And I would say I mean, more it's... so than than um than One Punch Man. If we want to compare the two, I feel like I stick more to Mash's plot than I have One Punch Man. Damn, what? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I wouldn't say that about Mob Cycle One Hundred, but I would say that about One Punch Man because One Punch Man the pot the plot is literally there. I feel like just to string like. The build up to Saitama punching the big bag. So they have to like, <laughs> right. do all this shit just so you can see Saitama punch that nigga at the end. Mash, I don't know if it's necessarily doing that with the fights. I think yeah, the, I mean, the they, side they characters they strong, have. But he's not OP. Right. Really yet. And the side characters they had had decent fights in this arc too. So I was actually like paying attention to some of what they did. Did I read the pages super in depth? No, but I thought their magic was decent. <laughs> Well, well, in any case, I'm I'm just pretty much here for the comedy of the MC to be real. But I mean, yeah. still, that's enough for me. So I'm still re- recommending it. I mean, it's a funny effing manga. So yeah, I mean, if you're ready, I think we're at 20 now. So I think you might, you guys might also want to look out for a should you read on that one too. I was waiting for it to build up on chapters, but I think it's at the point where we can talk about it. So, oh, no doubt. Um. Uh, mother, other manga highlights. I just wanted to point out. If we're there yet, I don't know if anybody yeah, got respect. I think we're good. Okay. Uh, just from like the flagship uh, manga out right now, which, you know, I would consider like for me at least, like uh, Black Clover, My Hero, and, um, and uh, Attack on Titan, all kind of coming with some heat right now, you know? Um, Black Clover, you know, them Spade Nation going hard, Yami and, and what you call it might get uh, snatched or killed. Even uh, apparently they about to make Asta the strongest. You know, finally took a fucking L in his life. And he don't like that shit. You feel me? Um, you know what I'm saying? My boy Deku unlocked a new quirk. Um, he about to steal on my boy Shigaraki. Shigaraki going hard. You got Tomakia going crazy. Aaron about to destroy the world. Like you mean? Like I'm like, yep. bro, the the flagship manga right now kind of going hard. Yeah, I mean, even One Piece is doing good too. Um, the only thing I would say is that, I mean, from the from the anime community fanboy perspective, um, I would 
my personal hypest of the three is probably like Black Clover. I still have to catch up on Attack on Time. It's just a lot of reading. Like if you miss a few chapters yeah. and a lot of like exposition with the, what's going on with Aaron right now. So I have to catch up on that. So that might be number two. I'm still reading Kingdom, but they just finished a big arc. So that shit is uh, slow right now. But yeah, Black Clover is at the top right now. I think most people will probably say My Hero Academia because more people read it and yeah. you know the hype off the anime. But story-wise, I'm thinking Black Clover has got me wanting to read every chapter. My Hero, because of the, all this Deku focus and kind of like the fact that none of the powers I see that they've set up next are particularly interesting to me, I haven't been as like also, interested. Also, with Black Clover, yeah. I want to throw this little theory out before anybody else hop on it. I think Noct is Yami's son. And, and, and no the reason way. I say that is because, <laughs> one... The dude looks Asian too. Yami yep. means dark and Noct means dark in German. Like they yep. name literally mean the same thing. He don't like that nigga, bro. I don't know. I mean, you... Go ahead. What what I will say is that uh it's funny because you missed the last chapter reviews, but I definitely brought up that there's some connection between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think son relation though. I just thought they were from the same country, maybe. Um, but I mean, so yeah, the thing, the, <laughs> the thing that keeps me from thinking that they from the same nation is because Yami is like that's Japanese, right? Yami Sukahiro is a Japanese mm-hmm. name. Not is German, so I'm like, if he was from the same country, I would think he would have a Japanese name. But yeah. I could see Yami being like, oh, I got here, had a kid with some chick, and um, you know what? In order to fit in or make sure his name he fit in here, I named him basically Yami. But in these, you know, the white man's tongue. Yeah. Mm. I think another thing to keep in mind, though, is that in the chapter, maybe like the original person was, but I think that he said something that inclined that he's not the original person in that body. Right? Didn't he say that yeah, in like the last I, chapter? I, know what you mean. I think that so, was, but to be honest, that, that that's still up for interpretation because I think that could mean one, something significant with the whole um, using like a devil. I think that it's yeah. like maybe he had to like cross a plane where he no longer identifies himself as this previous person because that previous person was, you know, quote unquote, good or innocent. Mm-hmm. But now with devil power, he's, you know, you know, super guilty, super dark. So he's someone all, you know, different together, which honestly could also play into the fact of his name. Not it could be a name that he gave himself after becoming a devil. So mm. low key, I think that would kind of support, again, uh, why they're from the same country. But that's my low key theory. Um, yeah. as far as the same person though, that, that, that can get a little debatable. I, I'm not really sure if it's more just, you know, like conscious wise of why he considers himself a different person or if he's like somehow like a devil copy. I, I, I don't know. It, it's still kind of up in the air, but right now I think it might be too far of a stretch to assume they're literally different people. Hmm. That's my thought. Yeah, I mean, like, like I was saying before in the review, I just personally feel like I don't have com- confirmation. This may be an easily broke down theory, but I think there's something up with dark hair diggers in um in uh <laughs> in black clover, bro. Mm-hmm. Everybody with some black hair like that, uh, Yami, you know, uh, not only person that might be the exception right now is like the Heart Kingdom Queen, I believe. I don't know anyone else with like pure black hair. Oh, Jack could even be potentially her hair not, not black. Person. Huh? The heart queen hair not black. Um, yeah, I mean, no, you know, I read the manga. 
Oh, I read manga, so I don't know. <laughs> My bad. They might have added some colors to that bitch in the anime. Who knows? But uh, I was trying to look it up, but I I didn't pull it up because her name is fucking weird to spell. Supposed to Laura Pachika. Yeah, that name is stupid. Real dumb. <laughs> Real oh, dumb. her hair is black. You're right. See, so she's but, just wearing that head thing. Exactly. She might be the one that breaks down the theory, but um, yeah. As far as the Clover Kingdom goes, I, I have a suspicion about black haired niggas, bro. They just seem to be special. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, man? Look at all this self hate. So what's wrong with the black hair, my brother? Hey, bro. There's nothing wrong. They're all special though. But I'm just saying, in terms of abilities, the black haired niggas have been the most broken so far. I'm not gonna you lie, bro. Yami, I'm gonna go yeah. through the roof when they finally introduce a black person into this show. I'm gonna flip, bro. Oh, I'm be scared, bro. <laughs> if you see what we get dealing with right now, when the black motherfucker come through, especially if he like an important character, that nigga is going to be hard, bro. Like they're mm-hmm. not ready. Oh man, let me go ahead. I know we were supposed to say this in the anime section, but I just remember. I'm sorry, I gotta bring it back, bro. It's uh, talking about black anime characters. If y'all have not been watching Fire Force, my God, oh, it's cold. Oh, oh. Them yeah. niggas cold, bro. bro. I'm like, I ain't seen niggas go this hard for black people since motherfucking Yodoichi, bro. Bro. Yep. Uh, but I mean, you all, you got to put respect on that, guys, in general, because the author of Fire Force is the author of Soul Leader. And, and mm-hmm. so far, he's oh, one of the, the ones that uh, have put respect on black people in the past. Like, Sid was decent. The guy we didn't get a lot of clout for in the anime, but he actually was apparently really dope in the manga. There's a black kid that was like a student. He actually had like these two uh Yeah, he had like twin whatever. iron gauntlets. I, yeah, uh, I, I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, I forgot his name too, but from what I remember reading or hearing about is like in the manga, he's actually dope. We just didn't get a lot of screen time in the, the anime because it cut off. It cut short. There's a mm-hmm. whole couple of arcs after that. So Oh uh, uh Keelik. That was his name. There it is. Yeah, like Keelik Rung, I think that was his name. I think yep. so yeah, well, my bad to cut you off. Sorry, continue with your Ogun respect. I saw some clips online. <laughs> who, who, me? Yeah. Oh, no, that's it. That was them niggas hard. That's it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> watch Fire Force. They hard as hell. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to put some more respect on Ogun name, but all right. That's fine. Shout out to, shout out to his name, though, because that's uh, technically my uh, wife's uh, home country in a way. So, or sorry, home township, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I I guess he did some research. Is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> he did a couple I mean, of Google. Huh? Like, like they literally said, homie compares to like what, like the like the first squad's captain. Like, yeah. like they literally put him on like close to captain level, like up from the jump. Like that's crazy. So legit. Hey, bro, that's why I fucked with Fire Force. I got to catch up though. Season two was hard because that first episode was a drag. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Stomach. It was. It was yeah, just that long. first episode was filler as fuck. Yeah, I was like, y'all waited till like the start of the new season to hit me with the filler. Y'all could have just done what uh was it Demon Slayer that did that? There was some anime that dropped when Fire Force dropped that basically had their last season with just fucking filler. Is what it felt like the last few episodes. Yeah, uh, I also want to report that even though Black Clover's filler episodes are canon. They are still unapologetically gross fucking filler. Do not watch it. It's ass. I've done the hard work for you. That shit, regular filler, my nigga. Just ass. What series? Black Clover. Black Clover. They gave it, like, how many episodes? Like, five, six episodes in between the actual, like, Spade Kingdom invasion? 
Uh, I don't know how many it's supposed to be. Right now, they sitting at like five or six. I think they make it more, but all I know is the the creator gave it the go-ahead, cleared it for being canon, and I thought they was going to come with like some heat, some fights. It's basically filler arcs. Like, it's lame as fuck. So, I mean, do they... I thought the filler arcs were just like recap episodes where they focus on a character, kind of. Like, I remember the Gordon re-watching his interactions with Oster or some shit like that. That was like a filler. Is they have they changed that structure? Well, you're talking about like Gordon's like family? That that was that wasn't filler. No, not the not the Gordon's family. There was like a particular episode where like Gordon was reminiscing on his time with Asta. Oh. And it basically was filler to me. They were just it was a clip yeah. episode, but so, Gordon was like the focus. There are some episodes within the normal uh anime that are like filler and stuff. And that's fine or whatever, but right now they doing like a filler, like you know, filling in between the time skip, the six months, and oh, so it's okay. like true pure filler. And we get episodes like Charmy learning how to cook the ultimate meal, but then the meal come alive, <laughs> and then they gotta fight the meal by eating it. And I was like, bro, this is lame. This is like they, it's like they hired the niggas that did the Naruto filler, bro. It was like, please, nigga, please come fuck our show up the same way. Yeah. Ooh. No, I, I'm gonna put this out there. I, maybe it will become a bigger topic later or some other thing. But the best filler I've ever watched, and even though I I didn't like the way the series end, was uh, Hitman Reborn. They did filler well. Like when they put filler episodes in there, it actually added to the story. They explored characters that you wanted to learn about. I feel like if you want to get some nigga to write your filler well, get whoever the fuck did Hitman Reborn filler because I actually didn't hate that filler at all. Mm. yeah the way they doing it is like so everybody is randomly lucking into rooms in arrays Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. like it's like okay so if you can luck into this what's the point of training to learn it you know what i'm saying yeah Mm. what do you mean like they're finding out spells yeah leo don't you know the big spiral move that leo used Yeah, yeah, he lucked into that in like some random dungeon and was like, "Oh what? man, if I can figure out how to cast this spell at will, woo woo!" And I was like, "Bro, first of all, that filler just shat on the whole lore of the That's world because now you have a spell that you can't cast at will for some reason." And then yeah. two, nobody, you nigga Leo, you wasn't even in the Heart Kingdom, bro. How the fuck do you know about rooms, nigga? He was though, I thought, because he he was that battle he had was in the Heart Kingdom. No, I'm talking about before like the time oh, okay. skip. Got you, got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, my man's wasn't at the, the mission where they first see um, Gaja drop them lightning rooms. So when Noelle does it a couple of episodes later, at least mm-hmm. I can, in my head, be like, well, technically she's seen you them. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, but this nigga Leo was just like, nigga, ah, rooms, bitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you stretch your mind, maybe you could say that, like, the Clover Kingdom should either A, already know, or B, eventually figure it out. Because, I mean, it's magic that anyone can use. <laughs> True, but but I no, but I still feel that it's it's an ass pool. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's their their cover strategy was you know the Clover Kingdom kind of had it. Like we gonna see Marilyn pull it out randomly for no reason. If she get runes, it's over, bro. Make her the new Wizard King. Sucks. Oh dang! No, you know Julius not going. You know Julius not going. What if, what, if, what if Julius came up to to uh uh, uh what's his name um uh, Foygolia? I was like, hey, bro, we need you to give up that lava spirit to uh to Mary Leona, bro. Wow, it, it's for national security. Oh wow, 
My thing is, I I want to see what time magic looks like with the the ability to add instructions. Like, I feel like Julius knows this shit, and if he could do that, one, it would piss me off more because, like we've said before on this podcast, this nigga definitely shouldn't have lost to Patry, and he was just doing it being a fucking dick. But if he turns out to have room magic, I'm gonna be like, yo, so you was playing with us even more because you would have definitely won that fight. Yeah. Anything else on manga? <laughs> yeah. Not that I can think of. All right. I guess we can close it out with the MVPs and the Goofies. Um, I will start with my MVP of the month being Bujarati from part five of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That nigga was just, he was just a real one, bro. I never felt you know, the pain of some of loss, like I felt watching him in, in any of the other JoJo seasons. I like the way he commanded his gang. I like the way he ran shit. He was just a cool dude. I mean, he had a little weirdness to his swag, but, you know, that's JoJo's for you. So I'm going to start rocking that same swag, bro. <laughs> I'm coming through with the heart cut out. Nigga, like, the heart cut out trip. in the chest? Big drip, bro. I'm coming through. <laughs> Hard cut out but, in the chest. Zip, hella zippers on everything. They don't they don't even zip shit up, wow. bro. They just there. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Sticky Fingers. I fucked with what they were able to do with him on uh, Bujarati as a character. As far as Goofy goes, um this one is gonna be a tough one to find because I partially uh I wouldn't give it particularly to, to Huey, but I kind of wanna ooh, maybe I'll do this. I'm going to give it to Mother's Milk from the boys. Wow. And I know people are going to feel a way about me saying this, but let me put it here because this has been an issue for me since season one. When Mother's Milk decided, after we saw this man's wife and kid, that he was going to give that up for them niggas, I was already like, bro, you a goofy. And then to sit here, because why it bothered me more was this episode four, the specific scene where this nigga sits down with um what's her face the the white get starlight and she's crying about some past trauma she had and in my mind and mother milk is just sitting there hearing it and just being like damn you know that sucks blah 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 like really feeling her and in my mind i just go nigga you gave up your fucking family for some niggas that don't give a shit about you (laughs) they still think it's appropriate to talk to you about their fucking problems when your wife and kid like you can't see these niggas bro you you cannot see them, and you might not ever be able to see them with the bullshit that's going on because this nigga wanted to drag you back in really for no reason. It's not like he's not useful, but at the same time, they don't really need him in the grand perspective of things. He just calms the group down. But I just go like, he's goofy for giving that up to me for some niggas that really didn't give a shit about him. Like, the moment I'm like, these niggas don't give I'm like, boy, I'm fucking going back uh, to my family. I'm done. Fuck they, they need that nigga because he got the van. That's his van. <laughs> they need the nigga for the van, bro. Like, ain't nobody else got a whip that can carry everybody. Oh man, they use a mother's milk, man. Fuck that. If I was him, yeah. I'm just giving him a goofy for that. He should have left way sooner. As soon as they pulled up, I had a happy life, happy wife, nigga. I'm good, bro. Sorry, yeah. I'm. Done. I gotta agree. You know, at first I was kind of like, you know, shocked, gas. But now you explained it, bro. Yeah, he really did. Choose. Like he can't be mad at nobody, bro. You really did choose them. You knew what they was on. You knew what right. they was about. <laughs> and you knew where it was gonna take your ass, bro. You yeah, exactly, bro. You know, fucking with that nigga butcher. He about getting to some wild shit, right? 
his kid not even grown. That's the thing. Nobody would have fucked with him. He would have been good, like for the rest of the whatever, as all this shit is going down. But now it's like, how you come? Shit, at the end of the day, you might be putting these niggas at risk. They might fucking kill them. Mm. Crazy, bro. And these niggas still had audacity to whine about what the fuck they got going on. Huey don't got a family. <laughs> Ain't got shit. But, Butcher got to see his wife, and basically Butcher did all this just so he got sex with his wife one last time. We got that from that experience. Yo, the and craziest it, thing is he uh, really be talking to his nigga like, bro, I gotta see my wife. Like, nigga, me too, nigga. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Crazy. I thought I thought I thought he was gonna steal on Butcher, but he never did. That's what I'd be bothering me. I'm like, bro, like. If that's not symbolism for a black man in America, I don't know what else is. Did <laughs> you put on all that and you're just listening to these niggas complain about their problems and just ignore the shit that you're going through? Frenchie, oh, you know, you know, she went through a lot with her brother. I'm just trying to figure out how to help her. You know, the lamplighter shit. Them kids wasn't mine, but you know the trauma from watching them kids die. Well, you know his actual kids might die. You know his actual <laughs> wife might fucking die. You know the fact that he can't see the motherfuckers every day. But no, don't worry about what Mother Milk got going on. Let's just complain about our problems. Fuck them. Um, my MVP, we already highlighted him a little bit earlier, but I got to give it to Knock from Black Clover. You know, ever since he was been introduced a few chapters back, homie just seems like he got the sauce. Like, yep. he's got all the answers. Homie comes in cool, talking to captains like, y'all need to shut the F up, listen to what I got to say, and then do what I say do if we're trying to have a world after this. And homie's just ready for it. So definitely excited to see more of him. And he's coming in as a very legit character in Black Clover. And probably, like, I mean, we got to see him actually, like, bring out the smoke. But I'm ready for him to claim, like, close to a top five, maybe like a top seven character in the whole verse itself. So I'm ready to see that, little Pete. You know something? Um, yeah. I'm gonna say something about this nigga. Gotta be up there. So I'm gonna say something about this nigga. Knock. I think. Hear me out. I think he might uh, turn on niggas, and I'm gonna say I have no in-story reasoning. My (laughs) only reason is once again when I think of his name, when I think of Knocked, I think of Crystal Knocked, Knight of the Broken Glass, which is when like all these Nazi niggas came and fucked up all these Jewish, uh, uh, you know, businesses. And I'm like, bro, I I don't trust this nigga because just like Lick. What happened with Lick? Turns out this nigga some crazy demon king nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, look, I don't know about this nigga. Not he might, he might, he might betray us. I'm not sure. We gonna see. I mean, I, uh, okay. You know what? All right, I could, I, I could see how. Okay, you know what? Let me just stop. I, I can see it. <laughs> I, I, I can see it. To be real, I can see it. The only thing is that, like, I'm curious more of, I guess, how he's going to use him. Because right now, it just seems like he's being a complete assist. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm more curious about, like, what does he have to Um, gain by banging with the Black Clover King? What I would think is that potentially the three niggas, if I'm going along with this theory, the three niggas are not strong enough to beat all the demons in the chain. And basically by getting the Clover Kingdom's help, they could like those powers together will kind of like basically he's getting the clover kingdom to do the hard work for them because i feel like maybe a part of the plan is like you got to beat all those demons that get released at each tree at each tier of the the tree and basically if the three strongest niggas are spending their time fighting these demons maybe they won't have enough strength at the end to deal with the big baddie you feel what i'm saying so maybe they're 
if that's the way, that would be what I think he's using them for. Is basically so that they can fight all the demons for them, and then they did. Low key, I'd be kind of disappointed with that for the simple fact that they kind of played to that like villain scheme aspect in the first like season arc. I would kind of be disappointed yeah. with that actually. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a little sad to think about F around. Damn, you just kind of bummed me out. Thanks, player five. All right, yeah. um, so for Goofy, <laughs> <laughs> for Goofy, I gotta give it to Dingy in, in Chainsaw Man. Yeah, like when you read this most previous chapter and find out how OP chainsaw man is it's like right. bro you just kind of like gave Dingy, up you trash bro i'm um, thinking yeah, i'm talking about like the actual not not like the uh the demon chainsaw man but dingy the person i gotta give you goofy like you just yep. straight up said feeling too sad feeling too depressed like first off let me pause not trying to bang on anybody you know that's suffering through those uh, illnesses and like those afflictions my heart goes out to you but to just completely give yourself to this person with like no kind of boundary, with no kind of like, I guess, foresight and thinking (laughs) at all. And then as soon as like you just straight murder like your best friend under like the person who you just gave yourself to and you see how merciless and cold-blooded she is, that homegirl didn't flinch, straight bodied her and kept going to sip some tea with her dogs. I mean, like, bro, like like, that that didn't hit you at all like that? I mean, and then the, the, the fact that she also tried to make him feel like he was shitty for uh, killing his the dad that abused the shit out of him. Like oh, that part, I, she was like, "You deserve all this because your daddy beat the shit out of you and you killed him, <laughs> motherfucker." I was, I was like, like, "What the fuck, bitch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't I, never getting me with that logic. What the hell?" Yeah, no, that was redonkulous. And then to find out that it's like, I mean, we all knew Loki that Chainsaw Man was legit, but now yeah. finding out that he's pretty much. He's literally the boogeyman of demons. It's oh, like, yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. Like, you, you, you way too OP to just be able to give yourself up like that. Like, it's just sad. So I, I got to give him big, goofy status. Because, I mean, homie literally just slapped, one, the hell devil, which is literally hell. Like, you, 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 beat, the, you beat the demon that represents hell. Yep. What? <laughs> and then going along the fact that every demon that actually was chilling in hell, you beat two, and you just yep. come back unscathed. And you basically wipe them from existence. Right. Right. <laughs> As you, like, you kill or that logic, demons. does that mean now no yeah. one even thinks about or can't even remember the concept of hell? That's right. ridiculous. Like that's so every ridiculous, dude. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, fuck. So, yeah, mad goofy status to that. But actually, now that I talk about it, I'm going to give, like, an honorable mention MVP to just Chainsaw Man, the demon, in the first place. Because that mother for cold. Like, hey, boom. bro, does that mean it goes to Puchita? Because I'm, I'm wondering, like, Puchita, you was that oh, broken this whole yeah, fucking time, my guy? Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, no, those are facts. All right, so MVP is a Puchita. Yeah, like, Dingy not getting any of that clout. Because that's kind right. of... Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, for my um, MVP... I'm going with uh, Deku. Um, it's just that, you know, we almost 300 chapters in, you know, since chapter one, we really just been waiting for that moment for Deku to kind of be on the center stage, you know, save everybody, announce himself. And although he didn't say I am here, which I don't think he ever should, uh, he really did just save 
like every top 10 hero. I used to say, well, like four out of the 10 top 10 heroes, like all his classmates, all these niggas, he just saved all these niggas' lives in one moment without hesitation and then is about to steal on the big bad. Even if he, if nothing happens from here, that moment is in everybody's head, right? Deku just did that, and I want to give him props. Uh, three quirks at once. That's hard. I'm going to let you finish, but yep. I just want to put, put <laughs> one comment out there, which is that uh, I don't care how dope uh, Deku gets, All Might will still sue a nigga for taking his goddamn mind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that nigga didn't say that. All Might will still, I don't care if you're my mentee or what, nigga, I will still sue your ass for copyright infringement if you take out, you know how I many fucking toys I sold? With that fucking name on it, nigga. Hell no. What if that was like an actual arc? Like Deku finally says, I am here, but then All Might's PR team is suing the shit out of him. Fuck out there, nigga, bro. And you know All Might don't own his own likeness. So whatever company owns that nigga likeness, hell fucking no. You know how much money we make off the term I am here, nigga? That's the number one selling ringtone in eight different countries, nigga. You ain't just saying that shit. You better rub me my check, Deku. <laughs> <laughs> what? The hey, that's why that nigga uh, uh, Endeavor ain't saying. He said, just watch me. He want to try right. to catch that lawsuit. <laughs> he, said, he tried to flip it around. <laughs> it's like flipping the Nike around, just the, the just do it to just like, I do things. I do I it. Just, <laughs> just did it. Hey, bro, he is sued. A f- they will sue that nigga, bro. They will sue me. They said they don't care about the chaos that's going on world. We still got niggas listening, bro. We still heard that. <laughs> well, um, on my goofy uh, JoJo season five. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> the whole season. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Were individuals fun? Was it fun? Were individual situations fun? Yes. Bukhtarakti. Awesome. You know, cool guy. Uh, I'm copping his fit. When I get married, bro, my, I'm going to have a heart cut out in my shit, bro. Like, wow. I'm copying the fit. I'm even copying the bowl cut, bro. Like, wow. <laughs> you got, what about the Japanese Italian alliterations? Like the Arriva Dirt. Like, that shit was hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Um, but. I got to give it a goofy because, um, you know, uh, I got to blame the community on this. It was well overhyped. It was hyped into like a class one anime when it's really sitting around like high class three, maybe two. You know, like it's good. You know, you should watch it. But niggas definitely was goating it. And I'm disappointed in niggas that goaded it because now y'all y'all subverted my expectations. Damn. Look, I'm going to put this out there, uh, not related to JoJo's, but related to JoJo's. I think maybe either as a separate video or in the next podcast, we have to sit down and really talk about toxic anime fan bases. Like, we really got to break these things now because there's a lot of them out there. And I feel like we can save a lot of people from going into anime into the wrong way if they just understand that the fan base for this shit is toxic. Because I think sometimes you can. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you can appreciate a show better if the fan base doesn't ruin it for you. Like when they set certain expectations and you feel like that's never met, it makes it feel shittier than it might actually be or whatever. And like I said, it's not just JoJo's. This is like Demon Slayer probably could have been better if it wasn't for the toxic fan base. You know what I'm talking about. Dragon Ball Z keeps people from watching it because the fan base is so goddamn toxic. Dragon Ball Z keep niggas out of anime, bro. Right. Those are fans. 
So I feel like we gotta take a. We might not highlight all of them, but we should take a few. Maybe in the next episode, or just break down the characteristics of these toxic fan bases and why you should listen to the motherfuckers, bro, or how you can identify a fucking toxic fan. I don't know. We got there's a lot of ways to slice and dice it, but I'm definitely gonna put that on the docket. But yeah, I think that is it. Unless you want to add more disrespect on season five. Uh, no, because like if I'm being real, <laughs> if I'm being real, it's a phenomenal anime. It is fun. It is good. Don't come at me in the comments, nigga. <laughs> JoJo's not ass. It's decent. But some niggas hype it up too hard. And for that, y'all forced my hand. I have to give it a goof. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes you have to like you have to be like a gang boss and just make an example to let niggas know, like, stop crossing the line. Yeah, so you have like, to go over with it. Do not go this shit, nigga. Not in my presence, or I gotta do it to you. <laughs> I feel you. But all right, okay. That is it for episode 42. We will catch you guys in the next one. Leave all your thoughts and comments in the comment section if it exists where you're listening. If it doesn't, you know, just hit us up on socials. Peace. Deuces. Bye.